from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we've actually seen the Mario trailer now, and we're going to talk about it. Music. It's a Mario, sorta. <laughs> podcast episode 342 you're a place to hear nintendo fans talk about whatever that mario movie is we finally saw the trailer we'll talk about it at some point we are your hosts i'm trey you should buy games when they come out because you never know when they're going to get pulled away from you on the eShop. johnson and i'm jeremy ticking souls clock mikowski i'm john should have been charles knitter you know you can legally change your name It's true. That's true. A, we change it to Charles Martinet. Then I also am not going to be Mario in the Mario movie. It's pretty difficult, actually. My friend Chewy she changed her name. And you have to, like, get it printed in a newspaper, like, before you do it. Like, there's all these, like, weird shit you have to go through before you get that it. That is le- kind of strange. Before you get it legally changed. But she does. So just hope you have a friend that works at the newspaper, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it has to be printed. I thought that was funny. I mean, that's like, uh, like when I... Uh, when I like uh, quit my gym, I had to like send them like a, a written letter, like in the mail. You can't just like do it online or whatever. They're always really weird. Could you like uh, just take out an ad in the classified for like a garage sale and be like, garage sale at Jeremy's house? If that <laughs> I would change my name to Jeremy. I th- is, you have to go through some sort of process. There was like this, no. uh, there there was like this, it, from where I was from in Morton, small town, Illinois, there was like this big, like by the square or whatever the fuck you'd call it. They had a thing where you would like, where they would put up like whether people getting married or died or whatever. And that's what I thought of, like, posting your name in the newspaper. Like, put it on the fucking building that has the, where you put the Put it on out. the Dairy Queen marquee. Yeah, it's like so, it feels so, like, old school. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the Mario movie. We uh, we saw we saw the direct, there was a direct, uh, we talked about it last week. It happened, like, right after we were done recording. So, it's been so long that I've pretty much forgotten it. But, uh, but yeah, we got to see, better. we got to see the final uh, Nintendo, whatever, the teaser trailer, not the final anything. But we got to hear we got to hear some voices on there. Um, uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk about like what happened in the trailer? I think people probably watched it. I'm, yeah, sure, I'm sure. Every, I'm sure everybody's seen it and saw whatever version of it. Yeah, let's just give our impressions. Bowser like attacks the penguins, and mm-hmm. then he steals a star, and Mario gets ends up in a mushroom. It turns out all that all those uh, pictures that we saw were real. Yeah. So the McDonald's leak was real. Yeah. Which I mean, I expected. It looked it looked like the same design of the back of the character and all that stuff. So there you go. So what do we think of the look of the movie overall? I think the look is pretty good, all except for I, I'd still, you know, the design of Mario and Luigi is not sitting well with me. Yeah. Just kind of. Oh, you do see Luigi for a, for like a second, for like half a second at the very you end. Seems for like half a second. Yeah, and you see some dry bones, and it's kind of in like a haunted area, so that's cool, I guess. I mean, I was like, yeah, there's that. I'm just kind of wondering, like, why did they change? every change mario and luigi and keep everything else pretty much the same what was the necessity of changing mario i think that i mean bowser looks different i think like, everything, everything was different. changed i think you're just more familiar with 
how Mario and Luigi look in your mind. They're more familiar to you, so you're going to notice differences more. But like Toad looks way different. Like if you put him next to like a model, he's got teeth. If you, now. if you just glance at it, it looks. You're teeth. like, oh, that looks like a Toad from a Mario Galaxy. I thought for sure it looked exactly like the Mario Galaxy Toad, but it doesn't. Yeah, and I recognize that that the Bowser is changed slightly. Like actually, in that one close up where he's kind of smiling a little bit, he looks like Jack Black to me. It looks yeah. like the oh, oh yeah. absolutely no, definitely. They probably recorded Jack Black doing the voice and then took his inspiration from that. They do that for like every animated movie, though. Like every right. character right. that you're playing in the movie looks somewhat like the person that's voicing even it. Like polar you, express you, you can really tell well yeah i'm talking about movies that came out in this decade like like newer ones but if you but yes polar express does look like it does look like even it's are. a wonderful life oh wait that's even older that's not animated i think the degree to, to which the other characters were changed is not as much as with mario and luigi though I understand giving Mario a neck, okay? We got we got to see Mario's neck somewhere <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> We're going to be seeing him from all angles. Mario's neck was yeah. never important in the games. You could never see it. Not even the back. Because yeah. his hair was so, you know, had that little mullet thing going on that yeah. you wouldn't see it. Um, Bowser looked kind of weird to me. I, I guess it was the, the big gap in the teeth between the two front teeth, which I was like, mm-hmm. was that always there? Because it seemed really, really big, like bigger than normal. And then I went back and looked at some other Bowser stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I guess there is. Bowser has, like, no teeth. He only has like four teeth total or whatever, <laughs> you know, so he can't really chew on anything. That's why he's angry all the time, I guess, because he's missing I mean, the 3D teeth. idea, the idea we have of 3D Mario and Luigi now is like, what? It can't be much more than 20 years old at this point. Like, I'd say yeah, Sunshine really kind of cemented it in. Well, even before yeah. that smash uh, on the, the GameCube, cemented us on what Mario and Luigi looked like in high fidelity, three dimensions, and... Uh, mm. So that established something, but it has changed. I mean, Mario Odyssey's Mario looked so different at first. It was kind of hard to deal with. I remember like kind of looked like a, yeah, like an Ubisoft version of Mario or something. And um, now it's, well, we've seen the Ubisoft version of Mario now, but I don't know. I think it's just the style of the developer or the style of the uh, animators are just going to come through. And and there's, if they were just uh, pixel for pixel recreating the models from the, the, the games, it would kind of lose the flair of their studio, I think. Yeah, so I think the visual redesign, maybe it would be e- it would be easier to take if it wasn't also paired with a whole new voice. Mm-hmm. And those two things together, it's just kind of like, who is this person? I don't know. Who is this character? Chris Pratt, have you heard of him? Yeah. <laughs> he's in everything. He's uh he was real he's real excited to be on the direct. <laughs> but not really. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they he just rolled out of bed to to give to give us his um whatever he did. He said that he'd been stomping Koopas since the original Mario Brothers, and then there's been several videos pointing out that you couldn't stomp Koopa Koopas in the original Mario Brothers. You had to hit him from underneath and flip him over and kick him. You weren't stopping him. But um, I mean most people don't know that. Like who actually played the game? Yeah, but I think he was. Made, I think he met the Mario. Super Mario Brothers verse game or whatever. He's like, yeah, I was doing that. He probably never read a single Guardians of the Galaxy comic too before he was in that movie. So they had to actually yeah. take him to a zoo and show him what a raccoon was. <laughs> he didn't play the raccoon, <laughs> but he had to know about the raccoon to play. Um, he had to know about Ocean to, Star or whatever his name was. Because I actually thought Star-Lord. that his his Mario sounds like Rocket Raccoon. Have you seen the Have you seen the videos of uh of him like of basically an animation of Linda from uh, Bob's Burgers? It uh-uh. basically it's it's there. Like once you see it once, you will forever hear it. That it sounds like Linda from Bob's Burgers. 
just being like the Mushroom Kingdom. You know, it's, it's uh, I, I want to hear more. I mean, he, in all fairness, he said like two lines in the trailer, and uh, yeah, I want to hear more of what he's what he's done. And neither line was "It's a Me Mario." So yeah, what a wasted opportunity! What like why, why didn't he, he say something like that? Like instead of Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. He yeah. could have said "Let's go." Come right. on. They, they got that, that was the opportunity. <laughs> they, they they gotta they gotta make you wait for that for the so for, long, for the Bowser. for the actual trailer. This is just a teaser trailer. So I did I did I, I did actually think the penguins looked a lot like the penguins from Mario Galaxy because I played Mario Galaxy right after I watched the trailer and I was like, hey, those penguins look the same because I had thought they looked weird too. I thought they looked like the penguins and Happy Feet and like any CGI. No, they they look like the galaxy ones. They're actually, I mean, they actually look pretty close. I was like, oh yeah, that's what they look like in Galaxy. That's pretty much the last time we saw these penguins, so that's what they look like. I don't know. Some of the some of the jokes are kind of stupid, like the flip. like like yeah. the like the ice, you know, throwing the snowballs at Bowser. Like that seemed like a like illumination joke, like one that you just see that just isn't funny. That's what I thought of by that. Same with like the the toad that's like, oh, don't touch that. Oh no, I really like it or whatever. Like that was a dumb joke too. So. Yeah, I think the only part I thought was kind of cool was when they pulling back that giant ice cube and they took out like that one Koopa, like one of one of uh, one of Bowser's hedge people. That's kind of funny, yeah. I guess. The Koopas are going to be the minions in this, and yeah, I don't know. I thought over, overall, yeah, you know, I sound kind of, I sound pretty down on the trailer. I thought overall the trailer. I, I mean, they're they're not the gonna, was... they're not going to be like running around saying like gibberish and all that like the minions. Like it's not going to be like that. Like they're Koopas. The Koopas actually look like they did have some personality. Like some, one of them has like an eye patch, and you know, like I, they're not going to be running around like fucking idiots, running into each other and being like, bah, 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 bah. you know, it's not going to be like that. Well, I, I just meant they'll be like you know the hordes of you know same type characters used for comedic effect. You know? But I think overall the trailer, um, yeah, that, that's just my my critiques. There was the visual redesign of Mario and Luigi, and then the uh, Chris Pratt's voice. Uh, that's my. That's the obvious, you know, elephant in the room or whatever you want to call it. But other than that, I thought the trailer was actually well paced and like, you know, interesting. And it's a a, a great teaser trailer. Like it actually, it it kind of started slow and built up, built up, built up, and then had a nice crescendo. And the music was really good. And technically, it was a great trailer. It's just those those two sticking points for me, which you know. That they're fighting against now, what thirty years of of three D Mario and and Mario's voice, and so as a fan, I think that's where myself and a lot of people are struggling. But maybe I could get used to it. I don't know. I kind of don't want to. I kind of feel for poor Charles. I think he should have. The- I really don't think I could sit through like an oh, no. an hour and a half, two hour movie of Charles Martinet's Mario voice as the main character. There's there's no way I could I could do that. Like somebody posted a video of him uh, describing how to use the 3DS, which is like a 20 minute video, and that gets very annoying very quickly uh, online. Yep. So I mean, it's like I don't, I didn't, yeah. And and I and I also I also saw people saying like, you know, and then well maybe he changes his voice on there, and that's different from what you've normally heard. So you get yep. mad about that too. Like so I think no matter what, like people are gonna be are gonna be butt hurt about whatever Mario sounds like. Somebody on Twister posted like Twister on Twitter posted a. Uh, Charles Martinet, like just going around traveling, and it was just his little videos he took when he was like in his hotel room or when he was like walking around a little bit. And he's got like a little Luigi and a Mario figure. Yeah, I've seen those. It yeah. gets old really fast if oh, you watch them all in a row. It gets old in about two seconds. I've, I've seen those. 
I mean, it's yeah, well, it's like yeah, like, cute, would, cute, cute. You're having a, you're having a fun time, but I, I I can't I can't watch a whole movie with you in that. Sorry. Yeah, but I would listen to him like live at conventions. You know, when I saw him at at uh, Comic Con, he'd do a thing where we Mario was on the screen and he was off somewhere in another room with a headset and microphone on, and he was doing Mario for you know an hour and all that but it was more like his regular speaking voice it was not it was modulated it was like you know he wasn't going oh let's go for a whole hour he was just speaking it's like somewhere between his normal speaking voice and mario and dude's an actor like he could take direction i think he could actually deliver a, a, a great mario performance in a movie and i think that's a wasted opportunity and you know Kind of sucks to be doing that voice for thirty years and then be told you're not good enough to do it for the movie. So, I mean, but that happens. That I mean, that happens a lot, though. Like, I mean, what about all the people who made the new Star Wars shows, who thought the original like voices from like the Clone Wars or like the Rebels or anything like that weren't good enough to be in the TV shows? They did the same thing. Like Ahsoka Tano's voice is not the not playing Ahsoka Tano. It's fucking Rosario Dawson because they want like a name on there. You know, I'm just saying it's everywhere. Like it's not, it's not a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, still that stands. I think that he should have been Mario. I would like this now, but now we can just, now we just have to wonder what, 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 what would have been. And uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe Chris Pratt will grow on us, but we'll see. I'll wait for the actual no. real trailer. <laughs> uh, on the bright side of things though, I did actually really like Jack Black's voice. So yeah, Jack Black was good. I mean, Jack Black. I mean, he doesn't sound like Jack Black. He, he's actually like trying to do like a Bowser voice and all that. So yeah, and uh, Bowser in the in the games, you know, never really said much. At least um, you know, I know he had like the Mario and Luigi series where he had the written di- you know, dialogue, but as far as vocalized recorded Bowser, it was never much more than grunts and all that. So I'm not really as mad that's not the original voice of Bowser or whatever like that. I mean, he t- he talked a lot in Mario Sunshine. Nobody wants to remember that, but he did talk a lot in that. And I didn't. It wasn't it like um, Kenny James. That's like how he got the part was basically doing, trying to do his voice like the Mario Sunshine. Yeah, Bowser. He told us that when we met him. But I mean, I you know, I was like down. You know, I thought Jack Black was going to sound like Jack Black, but he's actually he's super into it. Like I saw him like yeah. going going into it at Comic Con and like just. You know, just kind of just like be embracing the Bowserness and talking about like learning to breathe fire and all that. Like he's, like I'm happy about his part of it, and I think he's going to carry most of the movie, even though he did say that there that there's probably going to be a musical number in there. So whatever, we'll see how what that entails to when it gets to it. But giggle, giggle, a Bowser, Bowser. Yeah, it's going to be like Bowser, whatever. But I don't know. I mean, it's you know it. I knew that it's it's going to look different. Like, if it's a movie, it's going to look different. It's always going to look different. Like, it's not going to look exactly the same as the game. Like, we're never going to get that on anything. You know, especially since it's, you know, Nintendo's, what, like, four generations behind now? Like, we need to see, like, what Mario might actually look like if it was a, on a PlayStation 6 or something, you know? Since they have so much uh, animation power and all that. I think everything else about it, besides the Mario and Luigi, I, I really like visually. I think it looks fantastic. It's clear they poured a lot of time and money into this. And- and uh, they have some talented people over there. Building Lots out of the Easter world. eggs. I, I'm expecting a oh, yeah. lot of Easter eggs in this. Oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, there's already like see. 20 in the poster alone. Yeah, you can see in the trailer, you can see like cheap cheeps swimming in the river. And, you know, it's the kind of movie I think that, that uh, fans are going to pour over again and again to look for little things like that. Let's, let's at least give credit where credit's due. They're not making 
they're not bringing in like a human as far as we know to be like the actual main character like they did in the sonic movies oh yeah <laughs> mario's friend tom like like a live action yeah well that was yeah that was like a buddy movie for whatever reason a new <laughs> dog dennis like, yeah so it's like uh here's a uh, or, or like or cole from uh <laughs> from mortal Kombat. it's like we have mm. 300 mortal Kombat characters here's cole he's a new one we made him up because <laughs> we needed him because we had all these other because out of like 20 fucking mortal Kombat games we had we had to make a new character like forget about cole his yeah. name's Cole. Yeah, it's like, and he's got a special kind of cash of his own. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was that was stupid in itself. So I don't know. Sorry. Well, the movie comes out in April, and I kind of thought, um, wow, so close to Martin, and Martin this year is even a Friday. <laughs> like, why did it not come out on Martin? Because they don't care about Martin. Yeah, like, they they really don't. It, it's kind. Of, it, I think it's just like something they kind of just threw up when it happened. It's like March 10th. It looks like Mario because they've never really released anything on March 10. Like even though I've on the show, I've been like, oh, maybe we'll get something cool. But they never release anything. They're just like, hey, they're just like, hey, remember Mario? Here's five games he has. Buy them. Have they ever formally acknowledged? Oh, they had a March 10 sale, didn't they once? I don't think so, really. I think the last two years they've been playing it up a little bit more. But they don't release. It's all anything. about getting those gallons of milk, and everyone knows it. It's not about the actual Mario game. <laughs> <laughs> they're just—they're just like, hey, uh, here, this is a day. Here's some. It's like it's like there was a recent trailer for Switch. That's like, did you know there's Mario games on Switch? Here's some games, and there's only like two. Like they don't even show like any of the other ones. It's like, all right. But I, I'd expect like probably a trailer drop then on Martin or something big related to the movie on Martin. I mean, that's like a month away. I'd, I'd hope we'd seen some more by then <laughs> when it gets to that. Yeah. Uh, Jess and I actually, we, we took a bet. Uh, we took a bet over the, the length of the movie. Uh, Jess, was, Jess was saying that it's going to be no longer than an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, I say right about there. I was, I was guessing that they were going to marvel it and make it over two hours. Was, was really? my guess. Yeah. I think it's an 88 page script that follows the book. Exactly. It's going so to be a, an hour, an hour and 28 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With credits. So Mario uh, 128. That would be two. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I mean, you never know. Like people, people try to try to do the Marvel, uh, the Marvel Disney, the, the Marvel Star Wars thing where everything has to be over two hours, whether it actually needs it or not. So I don't know. I mean, they got to, they got to put Donkey Kong in here and Spike and all these other fuckers that are, you know, there's a lot more characters we haven't seen yet. I expect there'll be a lot they cut that they'll just save for, you know, inevitably there's going to be sequels to this. Because there's no way this isn't yeah. going to like kill at the box office. Yeah, no, they're, no, they're, they're going to make they'll make money, you know. And yeah. ah, yeah, I don't know. There's going to be sequels. Yeah, there's going to be another. That studio gonna... just they print money pretty much. Yeah, so they make a movie. There's no Yoshi in this that we know of, so nope. Yoshi would be a sequel. Well, they never gave us a Yoshi voice. It'll be at the end. There'll be an egg, and they'll point at it. It'll be up whatever. on top of the castle. Yeah, there'll be some. Uh... It'll be the same voice of that. Uh... Egg and from Garfield and Friends. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Sheldon. Mm. Need to but not Sheldon from the oh, movie yeah, I remember that. Sheldon from uh US Acres. I knew it was Sheldon you're talking about. Bazinga. Not young Sheldon. <laughs> That's a show too. <laughs> I think Wario will be the villain for the sequel. Um who do you think Charles Martinet is playing in the movie? Because he isn't the movie. I think he's gonna be, be like uh like something over a loudspeaker, or he's gonna be like I think they might use his voice more than once as like something ambient. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So, yeah, I can see him being Wario in the movie for an extended period of time. That voice is tolerable. 
Well, as Wario, you, you, the voice matches the character, I think, a little bit more in the in yeah in the toleration factor because Wario is supposed to like make your skin itch a little bit. I think. I think they're still going to get somebody for Wario though, just because that's what it is. They're just going to put some yeah. name, some John Ham as Wario. <laughs> <laughs> I want John Carlo Esposito in there somewhere. Make make him be somebody. <laughs> Who can he play? He can play. Uh, he, 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 he can play Wart. <laughs> Danny Trejo. Why don't they just go? Why don't they just go straight to Wart and do Mario? I want too? Danny Trejo to do the voice of Hammer Brother. That'd be bad. Yep, Machete Brother. I want uh, Bruce Campbell to, to do the voice the voice of Boshi, the, the evil Yoshi. <laughs> that's, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's what that's what we're gonna we're gonna see. That that's, that's gonna happen. I don't know how much uh, how much animated stuff Bruce Campbell's done. Probably not much. Need to get there's crazy. a suspicion that there's gonna be some. Uh, Significant ref- references to Odyssey in this movie, uh, which makes sense because that's the latest game. Please don't put that song uh, uh, in there. Please don't put that song in there. <laughs> song. Odyssey, yes, see. I was so tired Odyssey, of that song, like yes, see. about a week after it was out, even Odyssey, when the game came out. Yes, see. Because of that part, some of the dumbest songwriting I've ever heard. But they think that uh, some people think that they found crazy crap, uh, cra- crazy crap, crazy cap. Uh, the, I thought you were gonna the say they found crazy the crack in there. They found yeah. some drugs in the background. Crazy taxi. I mean, the, I mean, Mario's on drugs anyway because he's doing the mushrooms and all that. That was. The then, if you look there. on on the poster on Toad's bag, there's some uh, uh, patches that are from different worlds, and one of them is oh, I'm forgetting the name of the, the kingdom. One of the kingdoms from from Odyssey. Yeah, so look out for some references to Odyssey in there. Maybe there'll be references to Odyssey too, which I think is what we really want to see. I hope at some point Mario runs behind a curtain and then comes out. Or Galaxy Three, eight-bit version for a sec. <laughs> I mean, maybe there'll be some sort of thing that you know he'll see uh, something on a TV, and I don't know. I, I still like the idea of uh, of it being like the Dragon Quest movie, where the Mario is not really the real Mario; he's some kid playing Mario. And it's like their own version of the of the of the story, and that Chris yeah, Pratt is some, like some kid too. from New York that's playing the game, and maybe when he actually sees the demo with the real Mario, it'll have the real Mario. It's actually a ready, pre- like ready Player Three. So what happens in that one that isn't written yet? It'd be creative, you know. I mean, it'd be similar to what happened with the Lego Movie, how they combined live action and, and animation. I thought that was all CGI. No, it's live action. In it. I don't Fucking Will Ferrell's in it. The funniest oh, man right. on earth. No, I remember. He is dead. He was the dad trying to impress his kid. Yeah, Craggle. Mm-hmm. That's all I remember. Craggle and a whole lot of speed. The movies just runs on speed through the whole thing. <laughs> they go through like ten locations in five seconds. <clears throat> yeah, Are we all say... gonna go to the theater and see it? No. <laughs> Probably not. Really? You're not gonna go to the theater? I'm gonna go to the I, I don't theater. Go, I don't go it. to the theater to see anything because we're still in the time of COVID. So I mean I I I'll I, I'll probably wait, I guess. I don't know. Like I went to the theater to see Sonic. And that started the pandemic. It was my fault. So need to know. I think I'm a, again. I've not been to the movie theater yet since Sonic. And so I want Mario to be the movie that brings me back. I just think that's appropriate. That'll be April by that time. So it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing. They, they've completely stopped aside from just telling you not to do anything anymore and just get sick whenever you, you know, whenever you want. And hopefully you have a job that allows you to. My opinion on this is that, and, I, and it's by no means an original opinion. Um, the movie. I'm not the target audience. I actually said this about Sonic as well. I'm not the target audience for this movie, but I imagine this being the property it is. It's going to have some nods, some little winks here and there, and those Easter eggs, you know. So 
I think it'll be worth CNN. It'll be something to talk about on the podcast, so I'll definitely see it. In I mean, we'll probably have to see it just to talk about it on the podcast, but it's like... I will bring drinks to the movie theater, I uh, and I, I will be getting drunk while I see it. And hopefully the, the movie's long enough that I can leave with a buzz. Well, you got to start drinking before you get there. So you well, there is a parking lot at the movie theater, so you're right about that. I mean, most movie theaters have bars in them, right? Because they need something to make money, because they don't make money from the movies. Maybe in the big city where you live. You don't have bars there? No, no, ser- no. Seriously, like no, theater- we don't have bars. Oh, they haven't moved no. down south yet. No, oh. they do sell beer, but it's not like a, oh, okay. Because seriously, you can buy like, a beer, but it's like seven or eight bucks, you know. Because theaters make like nothing for movie sales at all, right? It's so all they, so they have to sell. So yeah, like every bar here or in surrounding area, or every theater here and in surrounding areas have bars in them because yep. How else are they going to make money? Marvel ain't giving them that was shit, already even though they got like ten theaters in there. Yeah. Don't give them a shit. No, I remember that. I mean, my first job was a movie theater. And that's kind of what my family had been telling me my whole life. Like, I'm like, why is all this stuff so expensive at the concession stand? Even as a kid, I can't make money. Yeah. My parents were like, yeah, well, it's because you can't bring food in and this is how they make money. And my dad had, you know, the insider knowledge and he knew what they actually paid to, to rent those because they rent, rented the films. Yeah, they got to pay for the film even. Yeah. Like, that just seems so wrong when you have like, when you have multiple theaters playing one movie, and that's like making your theater popular, but you don't get a cut of that. Like, that's just so dumb. If only the theaters would just say fuck you to all of them, and then they wouldn't go anywhere. But the theaters are dying anyway, because uh, people aren't going. I don't know. They really streaming. are. I mean, it's it's kind of like amuse- some of the amusement parks that are all getting bought up, you know, by bigger corporations. It's happening with the movie theaters, and whenever those big companies go under, they're all gone. Well, hopefully they don't go out of business. <laughs> get a, get a, go super down note for uh, for Mario. Hey, but the Mario movie. I'm going to watch the Mario movie on my 3DS. If only. I want the fidelity of the 3DS screen. Uh, it was, it, I remember you, both of you were like, uh, you woke woke up and watched the trailer again. I like woke up the next day and I'd already forgotten that the Mario movie had a direct. It kind of just like went right past me. See, I watched it on, I watched it without sound at work because i was working last thursday when it came out and we just had like kind of a slow moment so i was able to check it out real quick and that was more or less just so that i could look at other discourse without feeling like maybe i was having something spoiled but yeah i I don't know i thought the the trailer was fine it's gonna be probably a pretty good video game movie it's gonna be a movie considered yeah Yeah. and um it's just the start nintendo's gonna really lead into films after this i think I can't I mean, wait. They've already got their own studio, so why wouldn't they? I can't wait right. till they get to the Fire Emblem movie because they can just lean hard into that and just let it be Fire Emblem. Because who really cares? I don't know. No, they're still gonna fuck that up too, and they're just gonna hire a whole bunch of like celebrities to be in there and play Marth and 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 Lucina and whoever else in there. Do you think that by going with Nintendo Pictures, they are gonna go the route of Marvel and basically doing their own studio, their own animation, um, taking control of everything, or is Nintendo Pictures just like? I don't know. I think initially it'll be in-house. I think initially it'll be in-house for the assets to make cutscenes for games and stuff, but I think it'll get used a lot more for that. But yeah, I think so. I think Nintendo would like to be like any other big franchise that can... I mean, Sony's got its own motion picture studio, you know, like Nintendo wants to be like Sony. So it makes sense. I think they should. I think after this Mario movie, and you know, I'm sure they made a deal with Universal for like three pictures or something like that. But Mm -hmm. don't... This is my message to Nintendo. Don't license out any more characters to Universal. Just take the success of the Mario movie and make your own movies. Like, 
build up your own movie studio and uh, you know do the Zelda movie in house completely under your your own control. You should. Uh, they should take take the George Lucas route, where like you know he did Star Wars, but then he went out of his way to make sure that everything after that was completely owned by him. So right. Empire Strikes Back was all his own thing, so he didn't have to answer to anybody, and he could just merchandise the fuck out of everything and make millions of dollars. <laughs> but but also yeah, it was a you know that's what he did made made it his own thing. So I think of of all the fr- Nintendo franchises, I mean Mario just fits the ticket the best for, especially with this studio, like it's the game that makes the most sense. Like it's the most well-known and the fans aren't going to be as pissed if it's bad as if, uh, well, we've, cause we've already seen a bad Mario movie, right. but, uh, also like Zelda is just, they probably don't want to touch that with the 10 foot pole right now. There's too much riding on how perfect that movie has to be to not get severe backlash. I mean, Mario's already got backlash. Like, people yeah. Are but Mario's Mario. Yeah. I think there's less, I think as far as, I mean, as Zelda, much as everyone Zelda loves Zelda, I don't series. think the, I don't, it's got a really wide age uh, range of people that like it, but Mario's is way bigger. I, I mean, Mario's You're like not going to have most... a four-year-old kid wanting to watch a Zelda movie as much as a four-year-old kid wanting to watch a Mario movie, you know? True. I mean, Mario's much well, more well-known, right? I mean, mm-hmm. aside from like Pokemon would probably be. Bright, colorful cartoon most, characters. Uh, sold thing. There's violence, but it's all like slapsticky violence. It's not like real violence. Speaking of the old Mario Brothers movie, uh, which was called Super Mario Brothers. Now this one is called The Super Mario Brothers Movie. For clarity, just putting the nail in the coffin of the old movie. Forget about that. This is The Super Mario Brothers Movie. The and next one actually, will be the new Super Mario Brothers. It's going to oh, be gosh. called the real, <laughs> the real Super Mario Brothers, like the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> so, so we don't think it's the one with the monkey. I was pleasantly surprised with the title. Like I did not think they were. I thought they were going to call it Super Mario or something. The one with the, the monkey was Hanna Barbera, right? The original Which Ghostbusters. One? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Yeah. I just I just thought it was funny. Sorry, that sorry had, to interrupt you, John. I just thought it was funny they had to be the real Ghostbusters because they're mm-hmm. already a Ghostbusters. And Lorenzo Music did the voice of Bill Murray, and eventually Bill Murray would do the voice of Garfield. That is correct. Yes. Ooh. Garfieldception. By the way, those Ghostbusters cartoons are really good if you can see they're, they put a bunch of them on youtube but they're really good those those uh real ghostbusters 80 late 80s ones i used to wake up early just to watch those when i was in fifth and sixth grade like we would get up like an hour early just so we could watch two episodes of the real ghostbusters before school we uh just and i we watched the christmas episode where they where they basically go into like the christmas carol and they try to like bust the ghosts of christmas past and present and all that and it's pretty awesome it's a good show Buster makes me feel good what can i say Anyway, well, I like that this is called the, the the Super Mario Brothers movie because Luigi is getting equal billing in the title. Well, <laughs> Super Mar- as much as he ever could in a series called Super Mario Brothers, um, they threw that that brothers in there. You know, I'm, I'm I'm excited for Luigi and for all the player twos out there. We're going to enjoy this movie. Maybe all we- the people whose controller was never truly plugged in. Maybe we can eventually get a spinoff and get a Luigi's Mansion movie. I'm, I'm looking forward to. It looked a lot better than I thought. Like the the Bowser the, uh, stuff looked cool. It could be the shot in the arm we need for Mario to like get a lot more games too. You know, like not that we. I don't know. We could get more Mario games out of it. I hope so. I'm, I'm afraid that it's going to be like Nintendo's just going to make fucking movies now and like just not and just not make games. Like that's 
like every other game where it's like, oh, Square you, try it's, that. It's like, hey, you want it? You want a new version of this game? Well, here's a movie of an old one. It's like, fuck you, don't no, just make go make a game. Stop giving us what do you think of the TV shows that this visual design is now the new direction for the new Mario game? I hope I don't. Well, that was. I think that's a possibility. I think it's the Funimation style. I'm, I'm, I know. think it's the movie. Yeah, it's like the movie style. Like it's. I think it's like they're trying to make it look a little bit like it's CGI, but still make it a little bit it's got, it's whatever got a little bit more of realistic or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or like Felix. A lot of people are saying it looks like Felix. Fix it, Felix. I could see right? that. I've seen a lot. I've seen yeah, people like actually like take Fix It Felix and like give him a mustache and like change the color so he looks just like Mario, and it looks very similar. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I was I was a little disappointed that we didn't get to see all the other voices. Like, I wanted to hear, like, Charlie Day's Luigi and, uh, and like, Peach and all the other characters that have been announced. IGN, I was listening to their, their impressions of the podcast, and I think that they're correct in saying, like, they didn't want to do all that just because the changes to Mario, like, that's enough for, for the fans to, to watch and to process. I thought the trailer was it's a teaser and it's just, it was perfect just as it was and having other characters in there would have been too distracting. Like I'm, now I'm kind of anticipating the next one where we'll see peach and eventually we'll see Donkey Kong and, and a little bit more of what the movie is actually about. Just the fact that Donkey Kong's in there makes me think that it's going to be longer. Like where, why did, do, why does Donkey Kong even need to be in there? Like Donkey Kong, he's not a character that really is in the Mario games aside from like showing up to play some golf or some Mario or some party or whatever, you know, like, he needs to be in there because there's a Donkey Kong land opening at Universal Studios. Yeah. I mean, well, Charles Matt and Martinette could play Jumpman. He could play Jumpman in the game, in the movie, the original Mario. That's who he could play. Just call him Jumpman. And he's like, and, he, so. and he's yeah. like the cranky Kong. He's just really old. <laughs> and, you know, he's been doing it, whatever. Anyway, we should move on from this and talk about something else. Do you want to, I don't think there's a whole lot for games here. Yeah, I didn't really play anything this week. Let's do what we normally do and talk about games when we pick up in games that we've been playing for the week. So, I felt kind of cool because I bought Proteus when it came out, and as I said, it's my middle name. Uh, Proteus got pulled from the eShop, so you can't buy it now. So, uh, I'm like the only one who has it. I'm sure other people bought it, but yeah, I bought it right when it came out. I mean, I kept watching, you know, watching like when it was coming, coming out, and then it came out last Friday. I played it like most of the day. I was having a blast with it. And then I found out later that it was removed because it had whatever bug was in it from the, 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 the reason that they originally didn't re-release it. And it never got a new release date or anything. But it's supposed to update itself whenever it comes out, officially. So, like, if you play it now, it's fine. It, you're, it, you're, it'll just upgrade to whatever the version is, the one that's supposed to be out. But it's cool. I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's very squishy, is what I was thinking when I was playing it. I mean, squishy is in, like, everything explodes. And blood everywhere. Blood, blood, blood. And there's blood stains that stay on the ground and, and all that. And they, they have a really cool way of like making everything pixely. Like everything is a pixel. Which you can actually change. I thought that was interesting too. In in the in the options, you can decide whether you're whether the enemies are pixel enemies or three D model enemies. That's cool. So you can completely change them. If you want them to be pixely like Doom or you wanted to make them like three D more like Quake or whatever, you can do that. And I did that. I kind of fucked around with it a little bit. I didn't really like the way the 3D models looked, so I switched it back to the pixel models. But the pixel models are still like 3D models with pixels on top of them. But it's kind of cool because when you move around it, like the pixel kind of like changes the perspective of how you see it. So like if you see a if you see like a dead body on the ground, if you like strafe around it to the right, the body changes to the perspective of how you would see it from that side. So everything kind of like tilts 
a little bit when you walk around them. Like same with the like uh, with the exploding barrels and stuff, which is kind of interesting. It kind of looks like they're like moving from side to side just because the sprites are changing. But I just find it really interesting that they're doing that. And there's different uh, effects you can put on the game. The game already has like a pixel effect on it, which makes everything a little bit. It looks it makes everything look pixely, and I'm like, well, can I turn that off? No, you can't. You you can change it to CRT mode or scan line mode, which I really didn't notice that much of a difference. But once you get used to the pixelness of it, it's great. It's it's a shit ton of fun. I uh, I turned up my turn sensitivity like I, at the same level that I normally put it on Splatoon. I set it to like run all the time, and I was just like just blowing through the game. And I went through I went through a, like ten levels without dying, so I thought pretty pretty good on that. I felt pretty good on my uh, on my ability to play old school Doom likes. So would you say it's fulfilling all your boomer shooter fantasies? I mean, boomer shooter fantasies, like even saying that means that that's like a can of worms there. I mean, that's probably why uh, most of the, that's where most of the uh, mass shootings happen, start with the uh, boomer shooter fantasies. I'm just saying, it's getting a little dark there. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a boomer shooter and you like them. Yeah, I like shooters. I don't like boomers. I don't like the term of that. I know. But I like, but I yes, it. I like old school 90s shooters. Hey, you remember back in the '90s when all our parents, the boomers, were playing Doom and yeah, right. it just makes no sense. Those were yeah. boomer shooters. No, I'm saying they were that... always playing it on the Nintendo. I remember I'm like, yep. yeah, that's a PC. <laughs> I'm playing it on the Nintendo. Everything's a Nintendo. <laughs> I, I did. I did have a teacher in, in high school. My history teacher was a big fan of Wolfenstein 3D, so I thought he was kind of cool because of that. So because it's historical, he liked the alternate history. Yeah, it's, it's not really, but it's got Hitler in there, and you can kill him, and he's in a robot suit. So there you go. I'm sure he would have done that if he could. I've been I've been kind of like uh, you know just like picking around in the game trying to figure out like what is the bug that's in there, and there's some things that I've noticed like there's a uh, uh, weapon levels that are like um, weapon trials or whatever, and there's when you go through it you have to shoot these targets, and as you shoot the targets you get to the end of the level and then you beat the level. But it feels kind of weird. It feels like maybe there should be like a time limit on there or something, and when you get to the very end of these weapon trial levels. There's three, there's these uh, ores that you get, that, and it actually kind of has a little bit of a Yoshi slash uh, Super Mario World feel to it, because there's an overworld in it, which I thought that was really fucking weird. After you beat a level, you can walk from level to level like you would in like Super Mario World or Mario Brothers 3 and all that, which is really interesting, because I didn't even expect that. And you And you collect these ores in every level, and the amount of them that you collect, you can buy upgrades with them. So you want to like try to 100% every level. And get all the ores, and then you can get. Because I bought a, I bought like a super shotgun with it. I got the plasma rifle. I got. I just got a double jump with that. But you get all these things to enhance you, and all these different weapons that you couldn't get if you didn't get them through, uh, through the shop through getting collecting the ores and all that. But when you beat these weapon trials, there's three ores that are behind a glass thing, and I could not figure out a way to open it. Like I tried all these different things. I tried like shooting the whatever target multiple times, and I feel like these three ores are what you would get if there was a time limit in there, that maybe the time limit is supposed to be in there. I was trying to find footage videos of it, but I didn't really find anything. But I think maybe that's something that's that's up with it. And and I streamed it the other night, and the first level that I put on had this like crazy like dubstep song to it, like in the background, which is weird because everything else is like metal in the game. Mm-hmm. And the dubstep level like was like like it like the song like skipped through the whole level, which is really weird. I'm like, this is weird because there's no other levels like this, but this is the only ones like that. But aside from that level, the game runs incredibly smoothly, like very smoothly. Like I was really like, oh yeah, I was like, this is nice. Like I'm just, like I said, I, I set it like on highest run and just running all the time. And I'm just like, just blasting through it, going super, super fast. And 
it feels great. Like I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. I can explode these motherfuckers all over the place. There, there's one thing that uh, once I did started di- start dying, you can kind of die forever. Like there's not really that much of a there's not that much of a punishment for dying. Like you could there's these nexus points that you collect. <laughs> you could die forever. It's not much of a punishment. No, I mean like normal Doom games. When you die, you have to start at the beginning of the level. You know, okay. there's nothing like that. You you collect these nexus points, which are basically like checkpoints, and when you die, you start from the nexus point. But you don't lose anything, really. Like, everybody that you killed are still killed. You just start at this point that you're at, and then you just go. So you could just, like, throw yourself into every enemy over and over and over again and, get, and eventually get to the game, get through the game, because there's no real punishment for dying, which I thought was kind of like, okay, well, I can beat everything because I'll just, just go back. I mean, what is it? What is the worst you get if you don't get one of the, the checkpoints? Like, maybe you have to walk a little bit longer? Like, big fucking deal, you know. So that kind of sucks. Uh, you, you collect runes, which you can unlock uh, additional levels with and that sort of thing. But I did think it was, I, when they pulled it from the eShop, I'm like, ooh, I'm a, I'm finally one of those people that bought a game early. And then, they, and then they pulled it, and now I have it, you know. And now and I'd love to recommend it to other friends of mine who like old shooters, but they can't buy it because it's, it's not available because they pulled it from the eShop. So. But it's great. Whenever you, whenever you have the chance to, whenever it comes back again, I recommend getting it because it's, it's very cool. I was really blown away by just the fact that you could just change the models of the characters and how the sprites change depending on how you're looking at it. It's pretty cool. That is really cool. Yeah. And the overworld. It essentially sounds really like it's two games see. in one. Kind of, I guess. You could play like a remaster in the original version, but in one package. You could go back and play it with 3D models if you wanted to. But yeah, that's uh, that's that. That's the game. That's the game that I got that's not available anymore. But the other game that, I, uh, that I've been playing a lot is a Nier Automata, right? Is that how they say it? Um, it it actually took me a minute to get into it because I just kept getting lost, like I didn't know where I was going. And then once I finally figured out, I was trying to get to the desert and I couldn't find the fucking desert, so I was just running in circles in the factory, which was like the factory that you start out at. And uh, interesting thing about this, I had actually read this before when it when it launched in 2017. But uh, if you die in the first hour of the game, you have to start all over again, and that's how you unlock the first ending, the first of the 26 endings. Of Nier Automata, which I've actually gotten two endings so far. From uh, I, I said like fourteen or fifteen last week, and I looked it up, and it's twenty six. So there's also, there's a lot of them. But yeah, um, if if you die within like the first hour before you get to the base where you can save, because it won't. Another thing that's cool about it, there's no like there's no autosave. Like they've kind of built it into the. They're very much about making it a game. Like this is a game you can only save in certain parts. Uh, later in the game, it does kind of the Dark Souls thing where. Where you die, but then you have to go find your body, and you can actually, you can actually like uh, reanimate your body and have them fight along with you, or you can pull, pull all your like experience out of it and get all the stuff back that you've lost, like that sort of thing. And if you die again, you lose everything. But since you're like an android character, it's basically like here's one android, this dead, dead android body that you find, and then you decide what to do with it. And when you get to the point of like actually like warping in the game. You're not actually warping. You're actually transferring your your consciousness in between androids that are in different oh, cool. locations in the world. So there's all this like really cool thinking that goes behind it that makes it just like so much more dense to the it's game. A bit like the uh, yeah the uh, the quandary of the transporter in Star in Star Trek. I was gonna say it's like um what was it uh it's like Days of Future Past, the X Men comic. Um, well, sort of in the movie too, but like uh, Kitty Pride like sends her consciousness like back in time into her own self. Like they do the same thing, Wolverine sending his consciousness back into his older body, like that sort of thing. But no, that once I started to get to like more of the story stuff of the game, like I can understand why it's pretty cool. 
Like, you spend most of the time at the beginning destroying robots, but then you get to, like, this, like, fair, this, like, big, like, kind of reminds me of, like, Chrono Trigger, honestly. Like, the big fair with all the balloons and the exploding, like, uh, fireworks in the background. And all these mm-hmm. robots are, like, celebrating, you know, they're, like, celebrating life or whatever and, like, being being happy and all this. And you can kill them if you want, but they'll automatically say, like, don't fight me, don't fight me, like, if you do. But you go all the way through, and, and when you get to the very end of this, like, um, fair... And you get to fight on a roller coaster too, which is this has to be a reference to the original, the Batman and Robin Super Nintendo game, because there's this whole roller coaster fight that you do with the Joker in that, and this one looks almost exactly like it, except it's in 3D. So I mean, that has to be they have to be calling back to that, or at least maybe I'm the only one that saw. It's that. not like in a Mario Sunshine. No, no, it's it's 2D. That's like what's really cool about this game is how it can like just at the drop of a hat, you'll be 2D, you'll be top down, like they they constantly change up the way the game plays. Or, like, all of a sudden it'll be a shooter, all of a sudden it'll be, like, a 2D uh, platformer thing. And it's just, it just happens. Like, there's not, it's not going to tell you when it goes there. It just happens when you get to get, get to different parts and it's really cool. But I, I've, but I got to the end of the, in, the end of the fair and they're like, we have these broken robots over here. So you have to fight this robot. And then when you fight the robot, they're like, let me take you to the robot city. And when you get to the robot city, everybody's wearing, w- waving white flags at you, like all the different characters as you walk through it. It looks really cool. I don't know. I'm really impressed by the, I mean, I never played the original one, but the port looks good. Like, I think it looks real good on the on the on the TV. I've been really enjoying it. But uh, before that, actually, there's a really creepy part. Uh, you find you find a bunch. You find this like big area of like a hundred robots, and when you walk in in there, it kind of looks like the robots are like maybe in labor, like they're on their back and like their legs are up, and the robot is in front of them, looking like they're gonna pull the baby out of it. But as you walk around at the different robots, some of the robots look like they're trying to fuck each other. Like one of the robots is on the ground with their legs out and the other robots like ramming into them like that. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then like all of them come together and they make this big giant being and the being like shoots this like naked human body out of it that like like, stands up with like (laughs) he has hair all over his face and he's completely naked. He has no dick though. His dick's gone. So maybe that's why he's so mad and he wants to fight you. But uh, <laughs> and then you fight this guy, and as you're fighting him, like every every little bit of uh, life you take away, he he upgrades. Like he'll he'll like level up and level up, and he'll learn your attacks, and then he'll start like defending against those attacks, and it'll keep changing. And then once you defeat him, you end up killing him, and then he gives birth to another version of himself out of his like dead body. Like you stab him, two B and nine uh, S. They like stab him from both sides. And it's like, you know, the swords are coming. And it's super bloody and all that. And then he gives birth to another version of him. And they're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And then they, like, run out of there. So, yeah, this game is great. It, I, I love it. it. It reminds me of, like, it's, like, kind of the same level of, like, weirdness like the Persona games have. Like, where, the where like, the villains are, the, the enemies are kind of off. Like, they have this sort of, like, twisted uh, twistedness. Like, I don't know, like, if Tim Burton was still good at making movies or something like that, or still had Edge, you know, like that sort of thing. I mean, thing. think of, like, 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 the, the, uh, like, the dark side of, of uh, creation. I think of the Angels and Bayonetta, another platinum game. Like oh, sure, yeah. Like that, where it's just, like, um, it's, like, spitting on God's creation, sort of, in a way. It, it also it also kind of feels like an open-world Bayonetta, is actually kind of what I've been okay. getting from it. Because, I mean, it's a, bay- it's, it's a platinum game. It's an action game, but it's an action RPG. Just an action RPG is in so like you can level, level up. up. Yeah, cool. You can level up, but you can buy new weapons. Uh, you basically, it's pretty cool because you're, you know, you're an android. You're a robot, so you buy chips that will give you additional slots to add in new upgrades to yourself. But you can actually like customize your chip to where you can, 
if you want to, you can get rid of like you can get rid of your health bar on the screen. You can get rid of like whether it tells you where a quest is or whatever. You can actually take that stuff off to get extra places for you to put in like you know extra extra melee damage or extra like defense oh. or whatever. So you can like totally like take yourself apart and be like like because I like I took so the HUD itself is like you occupying can, space in your. Yeah, the, the HUD is uh, occupying space in, in your computer memory, so you can take it out of there, and it'll give you more slots to add more uh, abilities and stuff in there. So it's really cool. Like I've actually been enjoying it a lot. Like I, I worked a job today, and uh, it was a real. You know, I did. I walk. I went there and did like a real quick interview, and they're like, "Hey, you got like three hours left to just. You know, you got three hours to do like whatever. Just take off." So I just went home and played near for three hours, and then came back. So I was like, "Couldn't you display like, it cool. on your OLED wherever you are?" I could have, but I didn't bring it with me. I mean, I only brought it to work for certain things that I expected a whole gotcha. lot of delay, i.e. that one show that I worked on for a long time. But yeah, stuff like that. But it's, it's yeah, it's cool. I've been like, oh yeah, this is uh and I've already gotten, I've already gotten two endings. Actually, advice for anybody who's playing it, be careful where you go because specific missions that are like main missions, if you accidentally go the wrong way, that can actually result in you having a game over or having an ending. So like I I like went to the to the robot town and I delivered oil to them from this other resistance town or whatever, and they're like and they're like all right there's this huge fight going on right outside the town you have to go do go to it right now and I didn't know where exactly to go to and I accidentally took a wrong turn and the game ended and it went straight to credits and all that and it's like and the robots killed everybody because they took the wrong turn and I'm like what the fuck and then it and it does like really quick credits and then it goes back to the it's basically like a game over and I had to start back. Where I had saved before that, so I'd okay. lost like that's what I was gonna ask. So I'd lost like uh, thirty minutes of play or whatever. So make sure you save you all the do, time. Can and you be have careful multiple save doing. files? Like as far as like some games where you can have different saves that you can go back to whenever you want. Or... Oh yeah, yeah, you can. There's a. Okay, cool. I know there's at least three. I just save. I've just been saving on the same save. But this is the first time I realized that you can accidentally walk into an ending. So it's like. Just be careful where you're going is all. And just make sure you save. Because I was like, I don't need to save because, you know, I'm not going to die. Like, I know how to do it. You can, you can also, like, add stuff to your uh, to your memory chip to where you can you can make it, like, auto-heal yourself with items. Like, if you get under a certain amount of life and it'll, and you can choose, like, what you heal yourself with and all that. There's a lot of really cool stuff you can do in there with, uh, with your chips and all that. And that was why I died the first time, the first ending I saw. I died in the first hour because I couldn't figure out, I couldn't figure out how to heal myself. I just didn't know how to do it because I hadn't played the game yet, you know. So I didn't know that you could heal yourself. I thought you had to just go through and not die, and I then I died accidentally. And then it's like uh, the game's over. You can start back at the beginning. And I was like, God damn it! So I went back. But yeah, no, it's it's been fun. I've been enjoying it. But yeah, that's the first thing I thought was like, well, I'm like, it's got to play sort of like Bayonetta, and it does. And, and there's a witch time mode as well, you know, like where you where you uh, dodge at the right time and then you can attack the character in a certain amount of time like before they can come back like you know there's very much like that and it and it does a specific animation when you dodge at the right time and all that and, and you have like different uh you can do like loadouts you like you can change between different level sets you have two you'll have two weapons that you carry at all times but you can change between two different settings with the two different weapons and i use like a light weapon and a heavy weapon and all that and i've already started buying new weapons and there's upgrades and whatever it's gotten pretty deep pretty quickly, and I've already played about nine hours of it so far, so I don't know. I think it takes like 20 hours, maybe, supposedly, to get to the first ending, but I'm not very good at that. Apparently, Tunic takes 15 hours to beat, and it took me 24 hours to get through that. 25 hours, so, you know. And I know Jeremy's got even more, so, <laughs> so you know how that is. Yep. But yeah, um, high recommendation on uh, some weird 
weird robot shit from Nier Automata. Automata. This is one of those games it. where I try not to get into this subject matter too much, in, but I've noticed like the char- the main character in this, or are there multiple? Whoever like 2B is or whatever I mean, her name 2B. is. Yeah. She's there's a lot of pornography based off this game. Like a lot of pornography has been based off this game. And I've I've stumbled across it on the internet for sure. Hey, uh, I was just looking up the rabbits from Super Mario Odyssey and it took me about one page to, to find some rabbit pornography. So I mean okay. it's it's everywhere. Rabbits porn? Oh geez. No, no, not 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 the rabbits. I'm talking about the rabbit fucking people that you fight in Super Mario Odyssey. Those oh, people, like the, the, the bosses, the brothers, and the, the oh, brothers okay. yeah. sister or whatever. Those those rabbits, rabbits, okay, well. not rabbits. Well, then maybe it's not that unique. I just I just remember seeing it and being like, "Wait, isn't that a video game? What's this as a porn?" And it was somebody like to the T, like dressed up like this android. Like, yeah. The only reason I looked up that because Retronaut said that like. It's like, oh yeah, look up those rabbits. You'll find something pretty quickly. And I was like, really? And then I just looked, and I'm like, there it is. <laughs> You're right. There it is, right there. And all I did was look up uh, Mario Odyssey rabbits. That's it. All I'm saying is, if you <laughs> so, look up near, you know. near automata or near automata, I don't know how you should say it, and turn off safe search, I imagine porn will show up very early. I think you're gonna find that for a lot of like a okay, Japanese yeah, yeah, yeah. characters or whatever. You. I have not done that. I've just. I'm just it. saying this is a cultural, a cultural touchstone, so to speak. I did. I did look up. I looked up how to find the desert, and I didn't find anything uh, in there for that because I couldn't find the desert in the game. But I was able to go back to where I because in the very beginning, in the first hour, spoilers, you do actually kill yourself to beat the boss that you're fighting because the boss is too difficult, and you can actually go back to where you killed yourself and get your weapons from there. And I found it, and that was cool. And I found it by accident yeah, just because I was lost. T- but you said you could also turn it into an automaton, right? Like it becomes a character that helps you out if you yeah. don't harvest the items from it. Yeah, I haven't done that yet because I'm afraid of losing experience points or losing items. But you can also do it for other robots that aren't you. You can also find dead androids that are out there, and you can reanimate them, or you can you can re- you can repair them, or you can take their items. And they'll fight with well, you I for definitely a want to play this game. I don't know if I'll get it this week, but it's been on my radar for quite a while, long before I even got a PS4. I just was intrigued by it, especially because there was real world little movies people had made about it. Yeah, a lot of people. Uh, it was, yeah, it was a lot of people's game of the year for the, for that year. So, and I and I, I think I said before, like you know, with the with the sequel to Splatoon, with Splatoon three and Xenoblade Chronicles three and all that, I was like, oh, it's twenty seventeen all over again. But then I didn't realize that, well, Nier Automata came out in 2017 as well, and so did Persona 5, and that's where we're at right now. So this is the 2017 year all over again. We got the, it really is. We got the ports of the big 2017 games that were PS4 and now coming to Switch, and we got sequels to the big 2017 games on Switch as well. Mm-hmm. So it's 2017 everywhere. And I'm fine yeah. with that. So I'm into it. But yeah, that's, uh, that's good for me. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about whatever Jeremy's been playing, and whatever's left in the news. Be back.
Hey, hey you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! We're back from the break. I did actually forget about two more things I want to talk about before we move on. Uh, Pilot Wings just came out today. It was actually announced and came out in between both of the episodes. And it had a really funny, uh, sexy trailer about it, which I really enjoyed. I hope they do more silly trailers like that for their for their uh, Nintendo Switch Online releases. I agree. Like It was almost in the realm of... Um... Like an old spice commercial, to be honest. It was funny. It's like it's like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, well, and it and it used the uh, used the sexy Birdman song from I was just telling John in bet- on the break here in uh, Pilot Wings. You unlock these Birdman levels, basically, where you can fly. You have you know you have feathers on your arm, and you can mm-hmm. fly through the levels that are in the game, and just kind of is it just kind of like free free roam or whatever. It's just free roam, yeah. And well, you you have a you can take pictures of stuff, and there's also secrets you can find. There's like stars in there. And also, you can. There's certain parts you can find that'll change the time of day while you're in there. But you can also change whatever time of day you want to play it on when you before. We can't you change Mount Rushmore or something? Not in the Birdman mode, but yeah, on on Mount Rushmore, there's a there's a there's Mario's face is on there, and if you shoot it with the if you shoot it with a missile while you're in the gyrocopter, you can turn it into Wario. It'll change to Wario when you shoot Mario's face, which is funny. So you can do that. But Pilot Wings came out, and I was able to play it for like ten minutes while we were waiting to jump on the on the Zoom here, and uh, it's great. Like it is, it's fucking. It's like it. I don't know that much about frames, but it is incredibly smooth. It's way smoother than it was on the original sixty four. That's for sure. Like I heard that it's they're pushing like sixty frames a second or whatever. Does it make it feel Wings. weird? No, it, it feels it great. Feel different. It feels, it feels amazing. Good. Like it. If I, I feel like I'm better at it. I got. I got a hundred percent. I mean, it was the first level, but I got a hundred percent on the gyrocopter first mission 
And I was like, nice. And I've been actually trying to, because you have to get golds on everything to get the extra things. And you want to get the extra things because that's the one, there's the one where you like shoot out of the barrel into the wall or into, into the targets. Like that one's fun. There's mm-hmm. also the jump one where you have the springy feet mm-hmm. and you can jump around. Yeah, those those ones are really cool. And of course, the Birdman levels as well. But yeah, I've mentioned it before. Pilot Wings was one of the first 64 games I got. I uh, got it because it was the only thing I could find, but I ended up loving it. Uh, never played Pilot Wings before. It's my favorite Pilot Wings game. I like it better than the Super Nintendo one. Just You've been talking about it needing much. to come to the Switch for quite a while. I just wanted Pilot Wings to come to anything. It's never been on a virtual console yeah. ever. Well, 64 has never been on right. any on virtual anything. So, But it looks really good. It looks It looks way brighter. It's way smoother. And I think it looks, I don't know, that's my favorite thing is to see low poly games running really, really well. So it's right in my wheelhouse. So I'm into it. It's like if they had had the RAM, they wish they had back then. Yeah, it plays. It plays great. And I've I've been scoring really well on it. Uh, It's an awesome game. Play it. Anybody who has it, Nintendo Switch Online, play Pilot Wings. It is a great game. And I feel like a lot of people missed out. It doesn't have two player, right? So it would have it would still need to be a, a if you wanted to play multiplayer, you'd be handing on the controller. There's no, yeah, there's no multiplayer. I don't think there's been multiplayer in any of the Pilot Wings games. My so. only experience with the game is I rented it one time in high school. I think that's all that I've ever played of it. So maybe just a couple hours. Well, now you don't have to pay anything for it. Well, you already paid whatever you have to pay for it, and it's on your Switch. It's supposed to come out on the 13th, because, but every time they give a date on the Nintendo Switch Online, it always comes out. At eight o'clock the night before, so they should get their dates right. Because it actually came out on the twelfth, not the thirteenth. I don't know why they say that. Maybe that's like Japanese time. I thought maybe, maybe. it's like way in the future there. Japan's in the future, as always. Yeah, I look been. forward to trying it, especially with my sixty-four controller. Oh yes. yeah, no, that was what I wanted more than I'm like fuck Goldeneye. I want to play Pilotwing sixty-four with my with my now you're sated with my uh, wireless sixty-four controller because that. I'm more into playing that than, than on the big screen. Night. Yeah, I just played it in here on the small on the smaller screen, and I played it handheld as well. But playing it with a 64 controller makes sense because it's hard. You know, the buttons are all in weird places if you're not playing with 64 controller. Yeah, but yeah, it's so smooth. Like the 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 yeah, it looks it looks great. Super smooth. I'm a big fan of both the Pilot Wings games. Well, the two 64 Super Nintendo in particular, but. I don't think I've finished either. I've gotten pretty far in the SNES one, but did you get to the helicopter I, mission where you have to like shoot stuff? That's as far as I got. I think so in the shoot. Super Nintendo one. Yes, 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 yes. Because yes. you get to a part where you actually have to do like where you like go, go to war and you actually have to like fight and you can die like as people shoot at you. Maybe I. And didn't. it's completely different than everything else. That's as far as I got. It's like halfway through the game or whatever, but I just could not get through it because it becomes a shooter all of a sudden. Becomes like a bullet hell shooter, and I just could not get past that part. But I, I tried, you know, I tried. I, I like Pilot Wings one. I just like sixty four better, just because I played it a lot more, and I'm much better at it. I feel like this. It's Super, probably better. I think the Super Nintendo one's harder. I mean, and I don't know. Got, all the, I don't know all the tricks. Yeah. I know you can do tricks and stuff, but there's. I think there's more to the sixty four one. But they're both. I great. feel in some ways I feel lucky that I played a lot of those three D games on the on the on the SNES because I think for anyone that had never played them before, trying to play them now. Without the quality of life improvements, especially, they would not understand why it was fun. You know, like I go back to Stunt Race FX. Like, I wonder if I would have loved that game if I had played, <laughs> if I didn't have anything to compare it to, you know? Because, like, I play Star, the first Star Fox, and I'm like, 
I know what I'm doing, but just, it's it's laughably it's hilarious. like ten frames like, per second. Yeah, yeah. yeah what's happening slow. here? I'm more just remembering my right. amazement at the time, being however old I was, seeing 3D for the first time. Oh yeah, and I mean I'm still amazed that they made that shit work. Like as a stellar, as a stellar soundtrack. Blowing my little tiny nine year old mind at the time. The soundtrack is still fantastic for Star Fox, though, and that still kind of blows me away. How good it yeah. is. How good the music is. Um, speaking of music, this isn't really music focused, but I got another amiibo, which I completely forgot to mention. But uh, this isn't the Splatoon two. This isn't the Splatoon three amiibo because they. I guess that just came out today or yesterday no maybe it was was the 11th or 12th i don't remember anyway i went to target and i found callie and mari right here calamari the squid sisters the original squid sisters i saw this once at gamestop and i didn't get it and i was forever regretted that but now i have it so now i have the original ones so we're gonna open it right here that's what we normally do but they've uh from what i've heard they're re-releasing a lot of the original splatoon amiibo so you can get all smart and scan them on your splatoon says it's the only game currently that i know of that (laughs) at least of the newer releases that has amiibo functionality uh xenoblade chronicles 3 does oh it is okay yeah you can scan shulk and get the (laughs) monado or whatever i think you can do more than that too but yeah no you can do amiibo on that and that actually takes more than just Xenoblade P 1, because there's only P one. P stands. P stands. P stands. No P stands, but they're... They ink look, stands. Look really cool. I mean, oh, they, 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 got, they got ink stands. They yeah. got their hands doing the stay fresh. Uh, yeah. Splatoon is the number one game where you can just look at a part of it, and you automatically know what it sounds like. At least that's me. Yeah. You can just look at them, and you're like... Bah, bah, bah. You know, you can hear their voices. <laughs> at least I can. Or like you look at any, and you look at any picture of any of the Splatoon matches, and you just hear the, you know the, and you just hear the fucking songs because the songs are like earwormed into your head forever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was, it really is like gazing into the future, and just like, of course, you understand it, but it's like alien at the same time. Yeah, play play all the way through the single player mode, and you'll, I don't know, it just kind of like solidified my feeling about Splatoon in that regard. Splatoon is great, and I'm happy to have uh, these. Now I have four Splatoon amiibo instead of just instead of just two. Oh, but but when I went to Target, I thought it was funny because you know I just I wanted to see which amiibo they had, and I found these, and I'm like, awesome! I want these. But I saw, not exaggerating, I saw about twenty Minecraft amiibo <laughs> just everywhere. Like they had a they had about you know they have those end caps at the end of at the end of the um, aisles. And they had like maybe six or seven there, like where they put the normal amiibo. But if you walk down the if you walk down the Nintendo aisle where they don't normally keep their amiibo, there's just like another stack of like twenty Minecraft ones just sitting there. Of like the Steve and Alex or whatever. I mean I'm not I don't care about Minecraft, so I'm not gonna get it. Did you those, get it for it, cheap? No, I didn't buy it. I, oh, they, you didn't it buy it, it just it just came out. I don't care about Minecraft. Oh. I'm just saying that they they bought a shit ton of them and they're I just care about Minecraft. there's like thirty of them out so go to your target you can probably find one because they were it just like nobody had bought any of them and they were just they were just out on a shelf like just stacked I on would top dig of a each Steve other. Amiibo. It's Fun a two pack actually it comes with both. Steve and Alex. Yeah, comes with both of them. But I got the I got this I got the Squid Sisters so that's rad. That was actually a better choice as much as I love Minecraft. Well, I care I care much rad. more about Splatoon than I do Minecraft. So. Whatever you don't care at all about Minecraft, so I don't. Anything else you care more about? <laughs> That's true. Yes. 
I mean, you did not have to explain that. But you yeah. hate Minecraft. Fuck Minecraft. I get it. I get it. We hey, talk- anybody who likes our podcast likes <laughs> Minecraft. I like Minecraft. I know you do. You can I talk do. to me if if Trey's Minecraft bullying is uh, making you upset. <laughs> I tried to play it. I just couldn't get into it. I don't think it's a bad game. I just don't want to play it. Okay. Well, yeah. N- to not care about something doesn't mean that it's bad. So. I can agree with you there. I want you to, uh, I want you to get that Minecraft amiibo. I want you to go out there and get yourself some. I don't Minecraft give a shit amiibo. about Alex. I only care about Steve. So Alex is going to go straight in the bin. I'm just kidding. It's a package deal, man. You I, get... <laughs> I mean, they're the same. They're like the same. It's shape. like why I have this stupid sheep because I wanted KK slider so bad. That's true. Yeah, you got to get those extra Animal Crossing characters, but they're all pretty good. And why I had to have Link just to get that wolf from Twilight Princess. Yeah, I thought about uh when I was thinking about opening the Splatoon amiibo, I was like, somebody somebody needs to go back and find all the times that I've opened an amiibo on on the show. There's probably it's probably like fifty times or something. Then we least. need to calculate the amount of air that you released within the. It's just like just do a supercut, just put them all on there. I'm not. Gonna, I don't have that sort of time, but I'm sure there's a lot of them. Anyway, how's Tunic going? Tunic, 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 da, da, da. Do you guys remember that song? It was like an internet thing back in the early 2000s. I don't know if they were. Mm-hmm. Well, they were saying Tunak, T-U-N-A-K. Oh, it's a great video. You should look it up. It's a guy uh, playing like different elements and he's like singing at each. They're singing at each other. I don't know. Like he's playing like this, like he's playing the sun and he's playing water and it's kind of like, it's kind of like, yeah, water and earth and 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 fire kind of like talking to each other. Mm. But anyway, like, yeah, look it up. T-U-N-A-K on YouTube. But anyway, Tunic, though, is spelled differently. Um, that's true. T-U-N-I-C. Uh, Gur, but yeah, yeah, that's what I got to say about that. Uh, I had no idea. Oh, the boss that's, is going. <laughs> that's, that boss scavenger would be such a thorn in my side. You haven't beat him yet? I beat him today. Okay. Oh, I beat it. I'll take that back. I beat it last night. Then I tried to play, and I was just so, like, worn out. I just went to bed. Oh, so you haven't... Like, so you, so you have no. All... I've, I played some more today, but I just wanted to make like I wanted to be like clear. Sure, I didn't just beat it. I beat it yesterday, but I played it a lot this week. Like, yeah, you were on it last week. You were also, on the boss yeah. well, I had just got to it, but also I didn't figure out how to activate the save point right before him. So I was taking that long walk every time. Mm. There was a big ass long walk I had to take every time. So I kind of I didn't do myself any any service there or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, it was tough, but at the end of it, I mean, at the end of it all, I felt I left satisfied. I left feeling like this game really is a souls like, like, don't I bl- I brush it off. I even was even, I think, t- to an extent, brushing it off a little bit last week. Oh, no, it is. <laughs> it is. You, you it will really feel is. it. And I don't even I'm not even a souls person, but I know it was a souls game. I could, well, I could feel it. I went back this week and I played some the original dark souls on switch you know it's a remastered version but uh i've got a, a resolution i made at the beginning of the year that i was going to attempt to beat a game in the in the Soulsborne uh franchise this year and i thought for sure because i started playing it in what april march april i started playing elden ring and i thought for sure i would have beaten that by now fuck no i think it's gonna have to be the first dark souls because fire, fire giant still getting you down i think i just want to beat it i think i just have to so i got up to level 10 um but by but in playing that as sort of a cool down because i was stuck on that bot the 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 scavenger boss and uh, tunic i realized oh hey these elements are so much like 
the other game I'm playing Tunic, except this is actually easier right now. Like I'm actually having more fun right now because I'm not stuck on a boss. I can actually like you can probably level up more and level up. You can probably level up easier on Dark Souls than Tunic because you can only level level up yes. to a certain point on Tunic. And there's you're probably not there yet, but you'll get you'll figure it out when you get there. <laughs> Tunic. There's some other stuff about leveling up that happens. Well, later. I'm at a yeah, I'm at a I've gotten a little further, but yeah, I don't want to ruin anything for John. But let's just say I you asked me if something had happened. It it happened. Okay, um, so now you I, know. Uh, they've kind of. They kind of Metroided you a little bit, is what I thought. It's like the it's like the Metroid, but at the end of the game and not at the beginning. You know, thus it sucks. It giveth, sucks, but thus taketh away. That's what I was. But saying. I, it, it sucks, but I do kind of respect it. And for the first time ever, I looked something up, and I hated that I had to do it. You kind of have to, though. I mean, there's but some, I didn't yeah. know where to go after I had all three of the medallions, so I had to look something up to just be like, where do I go next? And I literally, it said, go oh, it's here. In the, it's in the middle of the, yeah, it's, exactly. it's in the well, middle said, of the world to... with a golden door, yeah. Exactly, it said, go there. So I went there. Mm-hmm. And so that's the only thing I've looked at still. I didn't know where to Other go. what you told me, yeah, for, I didn't know where to part. go. And uh, I spent probably 30 or 40 minutes just wandering around in different areas like, surely something's changed, because like something happened when I put all those things in, in, in oh, where yeah, they yeah. went. But... Yeah, you probably didn't know where to go after that. No, I didn't. And I was yeah. just like, and it was so crazy too. Cause like, I love how the bosses are just like, you beat them and they just like die. And then you're moving again. You're like, wait, what do I do now? Like you expect some sort of cinematic, but yeah, there's, the there's not any. the boss. Yeah. <laughs> I, kinda, I like that too. Yeah. They don't really tell and you. It's all it, like, it's persistent. It stays there. Um, yeah, this game's great, but it was kind of funny that I went to the dark souls one. It was like, this is so much easier than tunic right now. I'm actually like, this is a nice respite from tunic right now. While I'm trying to like, because I, my big goal originally was to try to finish the game by this week. But as of yesterday, 45 hours, was, that's what I got to be on your, on your profile. Yeah. I've played this game a lot. I'm not finishing this game. Like any sort of normal human, I guess I, uh, I don't know for whatever reason I'm daft in some regards, but I've, loved figuring things out on my own so sure i mean i did i did go back and i went and i figured out like some of the stuff with the arrow keys and all that like because you talked about it a little bit last week and i was able to go do a bunch of stuff so yeah i mean i'm like really strong i'm like doing really well and then yeah you're right exactly the arrow keys what do do you mean what did i say well uh directional keys i should have directional buttons. oh okay yeah 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 the um the holy cross well i wasn't the whole the whole the holy cross doors yeah i wasn't gonna like reveal too much but um it's a great game and i and i i don't know if i mentioned it last week but it's probably going to be on my list i don't i can't figure out any way this is not going to be on my list this year it's going to be on mine too i think i mean there's Uh, a lot there's a lot coming out i'm going to try to even though i really like a lot of the ports that are coming to it i try to keep it more for newer stuff i mean tuna came out this year so there's something about like this game that just hits different you know it's like um I bring it up so much, and I mean, it's been years now, but Celeste is just always like my example of when something just comes out at the right time and, and hits me in the feels. It's not just a game. Yeah. And that's this game for sure. And uh, I thought it might. It's got, it, 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 yeah, you were right. So love it. Glad you're enjoying it. It's a, it is a, it is a very good game. Hopefully you get some time to get into it more, John, because it's definitely. I look forward to spending more time with it. What was it? Uh, uh, Per Schneider on IGN said that Tunic was his game of the year for 2022. So there you go. Mm. It's an endorsement from somebody who makes money for podcasting. Yeah. I mean, and I've played some 
it's been a great year for games. Um, I played some great stuff, but nothing's. This just has a has an appeal and a and a, and a ambiance and a yeah something about just the overall overarching nature of this game is just it hits it it, it strikes me in the right spot. So I love this game. Um, I do plan on finishing it still, but I no longer am obsessed with finishing it by any certain point in time. But in the meantime, I was like, hey, let's boot up something on the SNES uh, that I've never played, Fighter's History. It's like, I want to I want to play. <laughs> I some played Fighters that a little History. bit. I played a little bit while I was editing one time. And I was like, I booted it up and I booted up with uh, Marstorius, who is like basically a Greek Zangief. I was so Zangief. Zangief, yeah, however you say it. I was just I don't know. I was hung. floored by Zangief. how much this exactly looks like Street Fighter 2. Like everything about it looks exactly like Street Fighter 2. Yeah, that's what I when I played it, yeah, I was like rough. when I when I was playing it, I was like, I didn't think it was this that like much like Street game, Fighter. Right? I, was, I was trying to find Je- I think I, it's Taito, right? I thought it was Je- I thought it was Jellico. It's either Jellico or Taito. It's one of those. I was playing it and I was like, I was like, where's I was like, where's my Ryu and Ken? Like, where's my Ryu and Ken? And I could not find the equivalent of Ryu and Ken in there, so I didn't think it was that close to Street Fighter. Well, in in the maybe in the way it looks, the uh, the I guess I just meant visually, like the environments, the way the sprites are built, and then kind of like the way that even just the way everything moves, it just feels very like you're watching, yeah, precisely, John, knockoff Street Fighter Two. But I do, I do like it. I enjoyed it, and I had a fun. And like, so like for what, for instance, like I was playing with the uh, with uh, Marstorius and his kind of like his, I guess you'd call it like his uh, Ihana's like thing he does. That like was a, hand slap. No, 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 not that where he flies. Oh, the 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 like flying head head uh, torpedo or whatever. Or I think it's who has the scissor kick. I I use a scissor kick all the time. I think that's a uh, uh, scissor kick is a uh, bison. Or yeah, Bison has that scissor kick. Well, yeah, this has though. It's like Vega. starting with the back, but you go down and then forward instead of like doing quarter circle up you, or half circle up. You do half circle down. I don't remember if that was a Street Fighter Two or not. Oh, are you talking that, about? I mean, that's like Sagat. I just felt like a lot of uh, Marstori Marstorius's moves were based on like kind of like almost like just do a flip of what you would think it would be, no. and then it's like down instead of up, but you're like just moving in a mirror image of like street fighter two movements where you're like doing quarter circle back instead of forward. Or oh, okay. Quarter circle starting it up to the forward or something. Cause, but cause I ended yeah. up like, I mean, I was on whatever the default mode was and I played all the way through with Marstorius and got to play the, the couple of bosses at the end and was really disappointed. They didn't give me like a code to play a boss, but maybe I need to like hmm. level up and everything. But, you know what? For for a Street Fighter Two knockoff, I thought it was pretty fun, and I'm glad I played it to at least know what fighters history. You know, I want to know my history about fighting games. So fighters history <laughs> is a good history. place to start. Uh, it's a it was a Data East game. I, I looked it up. Data East. See, it's yeah. like Data East, Jellico, and Taito all kind of like for sure. whatever reason they kind of exist in this similar yep. space in my head. Because Taito did Bubble Bobble. Yeah, correct. Data East, of course, did Joe and Mac and. Obviously, this game, but I'm trying to think what Jellico did. dudes. Jellico did a bunch of Jellico did a bunch. I mean, there's a bunch of Super Nintendo stuff on the Nintendo Switch Online from Jellico. Yeah, it's like like generic beat em ups, generic like mm-hmm. fighting games. Like this was Jellico. Generic pinball RPGs. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah just the run of the mail pinball RPG, you know. I always thought. Like I, every other one. I always thought World Heroes was a, 
or World Warriors, whatever the fuck it was called, the uh, the SNK game was much more of a Street Fighter knockoff because it had your Ryu and Ken characters, and and they had the same endings or whatever. I guess I mean I could follow you on that. I guess more of what I'm seeing is just visually. I was like, this looks like a, a fan hack of a Street Fighter Two round. Just how like the, the gra- way the like I said the way it. everything's built, like the whatever the tiles have to be similar for like how the stages are and everything. You know, like it just seems like it's a similar. It's like a modified tile set, but you've got the exact same uh, engine and everything else. The uh, apparently the final boss is Karnov from the game yeah. Karnov. It is. I didn't you're know in that. The, like the desert, you're fighting like. Um, <laughs> That's kind of cool. I didn't know that. I didn't play long. And enough he's to get he's to short. That. Like I fought him, I was like, "Is this a is this odd job?" But in fighting game form, because he's like half the height of the character I was using, and he was the only short character I saw. And you fight another character in that same like stage beforehand. So basically, you like fight this clown in the, or a jester or something in this weird like sort of like abstract kind of background land and then after that you fight another guy and then you fight Karnov I think and Karnov is just pops up in the same level as the previous guy you fought so I don't think I think I'm pretty sure there's three instead of four after the final boss kind of like I think well in yeah Street Fighter you had uh you know the Mike Tyson guy Balrog they're all mixed up Balrog Vega yeah um then Saget, then uh, or Sagat, and then and Bison. I think there's only three after the main there, roster. There's is. yeah, there, there's four. There's there's the there four, four. There's the four bad guys. Yeah, it's a uh, it's Vega. Yeah, it's Vega, Sagat, and Balrog, and, and Bison. Well, I meant in this game, but in particular, Fighters History. I think there's only three. Oh yeah, no, I was talking about Street Fighter. I don't know about Fighters History. I don't know. Just play it. Tell me what you think. <laughs> I feel like it. It really feels like a ROM hack more than a new game. Oh, I was going to say, well, uh, Capcom thought that, too, because uh, there was actually they did try to sue them like uh, Capcom did sue Data East at the time, saying saying that. that Street that it was a complete ripoff of Street Fighter. I do remember that, that it being that of being something that was sued. They also sued uh, Data East about Karate Champ. I don't know. Play it. It's free. You already have it. I oh, think no, it's... no, no, no. That No, wait. No, that's that's how they won the court case is Karate Champ. That was their defense. That's how they got out of it. Was so so Capcom tried to sue uh, Data East over Fighters History, and they're like, "But wait, we made this game called Karate Champ in 1984, which came out three years before the original Street Fighter game. So how could you say that we ripped you off when we had already made this game that is very much like the Street Fighter that came out later?" And that's how they got out of the lawsuit. So good on them. <laughs> they pulled out one of their old games, and was like, "Hey." Uh, this is why we didn't rip you off. I think Capcom was just scared about how great Fighters History is on the SNES. Play it. Uh, I did. Play I don't it. have much else to talk about this week, video game wise. I did want to mention. Uh, I'm a little. I was a little late tonight because I got to see Neon Trees, um, a band I didn't really. I mean, I knew their songs, but I didn't know I knew their songs. They're one of those bands. Like, look up Neon Trees. You probably know two or three songs by them. You've heard them on the radio, but. Got to go see them live tonight for free because my uh, fiance's family won tickets on the radio. They actually won like tickets to see. Uh, they still give tickets Illini out on the football. radio. Well, the the tickets were like to see an Illini football game and then to see uh, Neon Trees. Of course, they went to the football game because we just had like a really like big football game this last weekend, which the Illini won. Which was I don't know. Illini's doing really well this year so far, at least. But. Uh, 
as part of this package deal, they also got tickets to the neon trees and they didn't want to go. So Shauna last night kind of late was like, Hey, do you want to go see a neon trees tomorrow? I'm like, I guess. I mean, it's free. So yeah, we drove there and had a great time and uh, got to see this crazy huge band that like had like three or four like top 40 radio hits a couple of years ago, you know, like they were huge a couple of years ago. 2008, and, uh, apparently, according to Wikipedia. Okay, maybe even further back. <laughs> I thought it, I didn't realize it was that far back. I guess, uh, well, it said they kind of came around in 2008, but I think there was like their first album came out in 2009. So they probably they were just hot touring in 2008 but yeah whatever yeah i don't know much about it but uh you know like i said like they're just one of those bands like you find out you know a bunch of their songs even though you didn't know you knew them and uh they put on a really good show and i was actually super impressed they had a their uh, background vocalist was also their drummer and she was like doing like whole songs by herself you know like while she was playing and i always i love a drummer vocalist like I'm always impressed by that. <laughs> it's difficult. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's hard. Especially when you're doing like, cause you know, when people sing, sometimes you like go on, you do your little, like, I don't know. You just kind of like play around a little bit. And she was doing that while she's drumming, like this really intricate beat, you know, like, I don't know how people do it. Um, it's awesome. Trey, you play drums. I don't know why I'm not explaining well. them to you but i, I mean I haven't, I haven't played drums in years but yeah still yeah. you probably have more of a drumming background than i i mean we, played, yeah, I we saw played in a band together sort of i mean you could drum as good as i can i think <laughs> so. you drum better than i do but uh it was cool and then i actually got to see some other live music this week which was uh i went to a, a festival called ox stoner fest at the loose cobra here which is owned by the guy who's uh it's his name's matt talbot he's from hum so he's like the vocalist, lead guitarist for Hum, and he lives in Tolona, Illinois, and has a bar called the Loose Cobra. And every year he has this uh, festival called Ox Stoner Fest. And I guess this year he was because he's about to go do a solo tour because he's got he's been he's got a album I think he's working on of his own material. And uh, he was just going to cancel the festival this year, and then this band called Pelican got a hold of him. And oh, was Pelican, like, hey, really? Can-. My old uh, upstairs neighbor, you know, Tony loved Pelican. Like yeah, numbers. they were like, "Can we play Oxstoner Fest this year?" Like they reached out to him, so he's like, "Well, Pelican wants to play, so I guess I have to have it this year." So yeah, he had it, and like, so yeah, I got to see Pelican on this past Saturday, and they were amazing. I one of my favorite live acts I've seen in a long time. Just they're rippers; they're so good. I thought uh, when when I saw uh, Oak Stoner Fest or whatever, I thought that was a comment on your Neon Trees experience, where it's like instead of like OK Boomer, it's like OK Stoner. <laughs> like, that was, like that was what you were saying to the audience of Neon Trees. It's like, okay, Stoner Fest, you guys are all yeah. idiots. You're all stoned, and you think this band is cool because you're stoned. That's what it's I thought supposed it was. To be a play I thought it was a remark o- against them. Oktoberfest, but it's like stoner rock bands, which is like kind of a genre of like somewhere in the realm of like post rock. Like, if you ever heard the band like Sleep or um, uh, Low, there's like different bands that kind of fall into the stoner rock category that. This festival is very loosely based on that, but needless to say, I, I had a really good time and just, I was happy, you know, like my new work schedule lets me go to, to see live music on Saturday nights. So I took advantage of it and uh, saw some live shows this week. So yeah, I've had, I've had a good week for gaming and music and that's why my thing was music that I said. I thought I was hoped that it was just because you were loving that uh, tunic soundtrack. Cause it's very well, good. I love it, but I was very sick of the um 
<laughs> the soundtrack of walking along that bridge because I didn't know about the save point. Put on a podcast. Oh yeah, there's there's also a uh, you can also travel uh, behind there behind the save. Well, I know that now. Yeah, you can, you can go to all the different places. All right. Well, um, if you're done, let's talk about the news. It's not a John? whole lot, so shouldn't be a whole. Oh yeah, lot. I didn't really play anything this week. You were you were so you were so upset by the uh, Mario Direct that you're like, "Fuck you, Nintendo!" So you <laughs> did not, did not even forever. did not even turn your switch on for a week. That's what happened there. So uh, yeah, so let's talk about the news. News and news, news, news. Don't snooze or you miss the news. Uh, there's some new, couple new releases. I only put this one on there because it's funny. It's called Goddamn the Garden. It's a 4.99 first-person shooter, boomer shooter. Coming out this week. Uh, I still have Proteus, so I'm not going to get it. Star Trek Prod- Gardens Shooters. I can't think of anything <laughs> more boomer. Uh, Star Trek Prodigy comes out this week for $49.99. Uh, pretty expensive for something that I'm not sure about. Lego Brick Tales. You can big, big, build Lego stuff. Apparently, it's scoring pretty well. Came out this week. Really? As well. You can build Legos in your virtual video game world. What else? We got some software updates and DLC. Talk about Hitman. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Hitman, uh, the October roadmap was revealed. Uh, basically, we're going to get some new suits and some Halloween-themed events. So, cool. I mean, um, yeah, the, the, the next big uh, update is not until January, so they kind of do these little uh, newsletters, put out what, what they're doing with Hitman and you know, a free costume here and there. I'll take it, and I'll probably try to play for some of these new suits. Um, no Man's Sky, we got an update for that, uh, which I didn't look into what was in the update, but that game just came out a couple weeks ago. They're already updating it, so that's good news. I did see there's a ship in there that kind of looks like a Joy-Con ship that has like the blue and red sides that's like exclusive to Switch. I saw that as much mm. as far as no, game, no Man's Sky stuff. But yeah, no, yeah, they're updating it for all the other systems as well, but Switch is getting it also. And apparently it's a pretty good port. Like people are saying it's pretty good. Uh, I got near, so don't have time oh, good. to fuck around with then, the, uh, that. The Cowabunga Collection got some quality of life stuff. Just some minor fixes here and there. I think nothing really worth going into. But no internet, but, though, weirdly. Like, they're not they're not going to fix their internet that's super broken. Just, it's like, this is, it's kind of like, here's the elephant in the room is the internet stuff. And they're doing other stuff. I did say, I did hear where they were like, well, you know, we didn't. No, it was going to be this whatever way. We didn't put as much effort into the internet, blah, 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 blah. But but that was the big one that I was like, well, this is what's broken. You can't have three people on at a time on the arcade internet. Like, what's your problem here? Splatoon has eight people. Monster Hunter has four people and multiple giant monsters. Like, this is an 8-bit game from 20 years ago. What's the problem? But hopefully we'll get that at some point. We got new trailers for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I'm sure none of you watched it, but you should. Nope. It's a 15-minute video, and you, Jeremy, calling you out. You should watch it, because it actually made me very excited about the new Pokemon. Um, it's They get into more of the terrestrializing, whatever. Uh, that's not what's important. But I, what I thought was really cool is they kind of show you how you would do a gym like you go to you go to like a pl- you basically walk up to a gate and you open the gate and you go into a gym and you see all these pokemon out everywhere like everybody's throwing their pokemon out into the field 
inside of this gate and you throw your Pokemon out as well into this in this like auto battle and they just kind of fight fight on their own. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Also, I'm pretty sure they confirmed that you get your legendary right out of the gate because they said that you would drive your legendary to each of the gyms. So I was like, well, that must mean that you get it at the beginning because you wouldn't get it at the end. But it looks really good. Like ledge beginning dairy. Yeah. But I mean, I, I like that. I, I think that might mean there's another legendary at the end. And this, they'll just give them this, this one. But they're like, drive it to whatever gym you want. Like, why, you know, you have to do the gyms before you get to the legendaries. But it made me, it made me more excited about the game. I wasn't really that excited about it. There's, there's a lot more cooking in it. I thought you'd like that. Uh, you can make a picnic for your Pokemon. You can hang out and have a picnic. Uh, I saw people commenting online because you're making a ham sandwich. And like, is oh my god, is that Lechonk? Is Lechonk on the on the bread there? <laughs> like, I saw people freaking out about that. Mm-hmm. Probably, it probably is. You know, there's animals there; they're eating them. You know, it's. I mean, the sushi is like uh is whatever is is like the I is, know is like if magic you can store or whatever, a Pokemon right? in a computer since the first game, then sur- surely they can make synthetic meat. Sure, I don't know. I was figuring. I, yeah, they did. They've said before that it's a magical world where somehow the meat is not the animals that are in there. But I think it's Lechonk. I think you're eating Lechonk, and I think you should just love it. I mean, they, I think it's Lechonk, I think but in th- DNA only. I think they had, I think they had like fucking like like cow burgers though, made out of like the whatever the cow Pokemon. I think they actually said that in one of the anime episodes. Pretty sure I saw that. So it's fine. It's a game. Eat eat animals in the game and all that. But anyway, you should watch the you should watch the trailer. You should not watch the new trailer. There's a new trailer that came out today, which basically shows one of the. Uh, one of the new uh, gym leaders that I just can't wait to beat because this new gym leader is an influencer and YouTube star who, wear, who wears a giant fucking huge coat that's way too big for them and has like little electrodes or whatever in their hair. Wait, are they like a, a parody of that or is it an actual it's a parody of that, right? I think so. I mean, don't ask me. Okay. I, don't, I don't follow influencers, so I, I thought don't know. you meant like Ninja was in it or something. You know what I mean? Like it was like no, the the the, the gym leader is in, in is like a Pokemon influencer that's like smash that like okay. button, da da da. You know, like one of those people. How about I smash your face button? And I can't wait to beat the shit out of them with Pokemon because I'm like fuck you. But yeah, no, the trailer is basically all that. It's just the fucking YouTube influencer. And there's like comments that they reference or whatever. I don't know. I'm like, it's kind of uh, funny. Like uh, they very much have fallen into that world. It's kind of like a little peek into the future, probably. But uh, Shauna's niece, who I think just turned three recently, um, this was a few months ago. But like her mom, like made some food for them or something, gave it to them, and her and she went like this, and and uh, and you know she had never given her a thumbs up before, you know, so. So uh, her mom was like, hey, uh, thanks for that thumbs up. What does that mean? She's like, I just liked and subscribed to you. Uh, <laughs> That's what that old? meant to her. Wow. Yeah. Thumbs up. She was like, I just anymore. liked and subscribed <laughs> to you. That's what that means. <laughs> I smashed that like button, mom. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I'll make sure and check out all your stuff. It's funny, but also fucking scary. I've joined your Patreon, yeah. mom. <laughs> I'm kidding. Patreons are cool. We have one. Join it. Uh, no, uh, watch the Pokemon 14 minute one, Jeremy. If you're not excited about the new Pokemon yet, watch that one. You'll be excited about it. So, uh, so they announced that Persona 3 and 4 is officially going to kill any sales of uh, the new Fire Emblem game because the Persona 3 and 4 comes out the day before the new the Fire Emblem Engage. So, and at the same time, supposedly, well, well, this is this came from uh, it, it was an Atlas uh, event, right, in Japan where they where they announced it. 
that was going to be available on the on the nineteenth. Yeah. So it it it's uh, yeah because it's all in Japanese. But this is gonna yeah this is gonna kill basically gonna kill any of my involvement in uh, Fire Emblem Gauge because it comes out like right before that and I'm like uh, these aren't clouds these are no these actual are actual versions okay oh yeah well I mean well I mean Persona three and four three uh, three portable was a PlayStation portable game and Persona four Golden was a PlayStation Vita game so me having uh, Persona four Golden on my Switch basically makes the Vita completely something I never want to get ever, because the whole reason I wanted to get it was to play Persona 4 Golden. And now I don't have to, because it's going to be on Switch. What about other games? Wait, what's that game? I already forgot what's called. Let's see, what else is on Vita? Gravity Rush. Uh, you can play that on PS4. Oh. Okay. Uh, one and two. What about Grand Theft Auto Liberty Cities? Oh, wait, that was... I think, you can, I think that was ported, too. I think they ported anything that was, that was worth anything for Vita to, to whatever uh, other things. Uh, but... No, I'm I'm really interested. I've been checking the I've been checking the Japanese eShop pretty often just to cuz cuz uh Persona 5 Roy, Royal was put on there first. Persona and, 5 with cheese. Yeah, Persona 5 Royal, whatever. Uh it was put there first, so I want to see what 3 and 4 is cuz I'm like if they're coming on the same day are they going to be a package thing together like 60 bucks for both cuz I don't want it to be 60 bucks each on the same day. That's not fair. These games are old, man. Come on. But it's basically going to just, you know, that's going to destroy anything that comes out at that time. And hopefully I will have made it through Persona 5 by then. But who the fuck knows? Probably not. Bad news. We got a delay. Gimmick is uh, coming out in early 2023. Not coming out this year anymore. That's our fault because I put it on the list of games that were coming out through the end of the year. And we had no release date for that yet. And they were like, oh, wait, we're not doing that. Not putting it out then. I was just randomly checking up on their other twitter that's just my anticipation for the game i went on twitter and i never used twitter i was like what's going on with this game so i followed a uh, bitwave games on twitter and uh dug through some of their older tweets and uh, apparently a couple weeks ago they let it slide that this game is not coming out in 2022 anymore and i'm like oh, why you know it's an old game like just like porting can't be that hard right put it out right now I'm, yeah, I'm very much anticipating this game, so I'm bummed that's not coming out till 2023. But maybe that means they're adding some extra goodies and all that stuff. Maybe it'll be worth it. Spending the time to fix the internet. I don't know what uh, what sort of internet would be on the gimmick special edition, but maybe they're going to outdo uh, those other guys. I'm willing to just let everybody take clips. all the time they need to do this thing I don't understand, which is called making games. Porting. This is true. Making porting, I think they're essentially the same thing. We got a big anniversary. Mortal Kombat turned 30 years old on October 8th. I thought that was last year for some reason. I thought that was... Maybe that was a, a, a well, console version or something, but the well, arcade version came out October 8th, 1992. Well, the console version would have been later because the arcade came, came out first. I feel it was a more of a 93 thing. I think, uh, no, the reason... No, it was just because uh, they had that big Mortal Kombat event at the uh, Midwest Gaming Classic, but Midwest Gaming Classic was in April, and maybe they were just doing it ahead of the ahead of the gun because they had all the they had all the people there. They had a lot of the actors from the games. I saw them in the audience while we were drinking and watching uh, Kung Lao the band. I, I remember I heard about it, but I forget this year is very very long. Like last like last week, uh, you said that you saw Sifu last year, but I looked it up and Sifu actually came out this year. And now it's coming to Switch, but it's it came out in like February of this year, so it was this year. It's been a long ass year. That's what I'm saying. And all the I next... see when I, when I see Sifu is like shut something fuck up. Yeah, S T S T F U. 
S-I. Shut uh, fuck up. Yeah, S-I fuck up. We get we got a new Splatfest coming out based around Pokemon. I think, uh, the, I mean, uh, will you come and play that Splatfest, John? I mean, it's about something you don't care about at all, so. Sure. I mean, that's, would you, would you throw in, like, it's like, what would you throw your vote in for? Like, if you. Whichever one that you guys don't pick, I'll, I'll pick the other one. What would you, what would you pick, Jeremy? What would you, what would be your Pokemon starter that you would throw in on for this? Wait, what are the three again? You know the three. It's a grass, water, fire. Wait, is that the choices or is it the actual like starters from the newest Pokemon? Those are the starters for every Pokemon game ever. Yeah, that's what the, what it says. Unless on here you're on playing Pikachu, unless you're playing the yellow version, I think I'm a water you, guy. Where you can be electric. I think I'm a water guy. I would. I was trying to think about it because my my very first Pokemon that I ever picked in Pokemon Blue was Grass. Was 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 a uh, was Bulbasaur. So I'm fire. Well, but I like the fire ones too. So it's going to take me a minute. I have to think about it. It's maybe it'll be somewhere between grass and fire, I guess. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm like, because what are? I mean, my fo- my favorite Pokemon are the uh, are like the psychic type or the psychic type Pokemon. But you don't get to start with those. So if you know. live in New York, Nintendo New York City, the, the store is uh, offering some some limited edition shirts. Themed after this particular splatfish, but that's pretty cool. That's cool, yeah, because you can get shirts in the game when you pick a thing. So that's I like that you can actually buy one in real life, and it's cool that they're bringing that they're bringing Nintendo stuff into it. Um, I, I saw people putting up stuff online about like, well, what about when Zelda comes around? We get to pick like power, courage, and knowledge, or whatever. Like, do the different? We can choose the different parts of the Triforce. Wisdom, wisdom, knowledge. You know, I was close enough. But yeah, you know, you know what I mean. But I was like, yeah, that'd be cool too. I'll probably pick, I'll probably some pick fun fire. back there. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> your cat is out <laughs> of control. Him. He's not part of the podcast. He's never been formally invited. <laughs> He's sitting on the top shelf, batting away at something, trying to destroy that skull face yeah, that you got back there. That skull mask, skull face mask, whatever it is. Well, we got a look at the original black box art for uh, for Zelda. That resurfaced somehow from a magazine ad. Um, and uh, have you guys seen this? Actually, I missed it. It does not look good. Be glad that the gold box came out. This is uh, kind of funny. Link is smiling. And, you know, it's the old black box art style or, where they're showing the actual graphics from the game. Uh, in this one, Link is wearing a blue tunic and he's got a big smile on his face. Oh, I'm looking at it right now, and it's and it's just. I like uh, it. it. It's Link in his in a white tunic, killing little little mummy guys. Yeah, and it, yeah, it looks cool. I mean, it's, it shows it shows the game. Oh, it, it is it is the mummies. They're right. the mummies, right? Yeah, they don't look like Wizards. They don't have hats. So actually, I I'm fine with it. I think it's yeah. I think it's cool. I would I would love to own the alternate black box version. I know that's not going to happen, but. You could buy it for ten million dollars somewhere. And it's not called. It's they dropped the the for this edition. They, they put the the in later, I guess. So it's just called Legend of Zelda here. That would make it easier to find when you're uh, trying to look through the games on the eShop. See, I always call it the foot of Zelda because my leg end is my foot. <laughs> the leg end of Zelda. I like that one yeah. actually. I, I like the cover. I think it's kind of. I think it's kind of cool. I do I too. I would love to own the other like one. an alternate version. I actually would like a poster. You can, it looks kind of like a square painter, like piece. You, you can make it happen. You got to compose. You just got to find a good a good version of that picture. That's uh, mm-hmm. you know 
quality enough and you can print it out somewhere. The same ad shows a alternate version of Punch Out as well. Same same deal, <laughs> black box version. That so one, that one's kind of hilarious. Tyson. One, and this is just a close up of of Last Joe looking scared to yeah. fight you. That that one I think is is maybe not the best uh thing to have on there. Like maybe you should at least show like Mac punching somebody cuz it's like mm. here's a guy that's yeah, here's a face uh from from like the in between stuff. Like doesn't really tell you what's happening in the game. Here's the tutorial mode as a character. It's just a face being like we got some more deal, more details on uh, Retro's rejected Zelda game Heroes of Hyrule. And this is courtesy of Nintendo Life. So if you want an inside look at what uh, what could have been, uh, I think this was before before they were working on Metroid Prime. Uh, Retro Retro Studios they pitched an idea. Uh, it was called Heroes of Hyrule. They would play a lot like fa- Final Fantasy Tactics, and it focused on characters other than the familiar. You know, Link and Zelda, but that focused on uh, Dunar the the Goron, Seraph the Rito, and Krell the Zora. Okay, are you sure it was? So it's are... just trying to be within the universe, but it's like way adjacent. Are you sure it was? Uh, it was pre Metroid Prime. Like where? Like where did that come from? Oh no, 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 no never mind. It was before Metroid Prime three. That's be- what because the you know, says. yeah, be- because there was a there was an IGN like podcast that I listened to and Matt Casamassina was still there yep. and Mark Bozano was there. And there was a snippet about when they went to, they actually go to, to this, to this company. Hold on. I should, I, I would remember retro studios if they actually made games like within this decade, which I don't think they have. Um, I forgot their name because of that, but uh, no, they go to retro studios and there is an, uh, there is a podcast where they talk for a minute about a Zelda game and it gets kind of cut off after when they mentioned the Zelda game and I, and it stayed mm-hmm. in my mind forever because they mentioned them possibly working on a Zelda game but it cut like it was cut in a way that you felt like they're kind of trying to like get it out of there like so yeah. no they kind of redacted it out of the episode and I remembered that and I was this must have been it right because they did yeah, I do remember they're saying a thing yeah. and then they said they saw stuff that they couldn't talk about but then there was like rumors about it being whatever and it was I was going to say I'm pretty sure it was after it wasn't before Metroid Prime because for Metroid Prime was the first thing. They yeah, did. it was they before did Metroid Nintendo. Prime Three. That was yeah. my mistake. Yeah, but they were persuaded to work on that instead. It's a shame it was a tactics game because they're not my favorite. I it looks like it, it was going to be for the DS. I think there's a never-ending yeah. well of support for tactics games. I know. Like- <laughs> no, I, I know. I know people love it. I, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not. I'm not really there on it yet, but I'd like. I'd like to be. I, I do. I mean, I like the stories of Fire Emblem. I just don't necessarily like the gameplay as much as I do other stuff, like turn-based games. Well, turn-based, uh, just regular RPG, not strategy. Here's something you don't hear about a lot anymore. Uh, two unreleased NES games have turned up on eBay, and one of them was developed by Rare for the Power Glove. Oh, do we know the title or anything, or is it just kind of like a, a work in progress, or is it one of them was one of them I think was a work in progress, and then the other one, um yes, there's a title for it. Battlefields of Napoleon. Yep. That's yep. what it's called. And that was a, a, a Americanized version of a, of a Japanese game that did come out. So is it Waterloo the game? Yes. Uh Napoleon Sankey is what it was called in Japan. The first appearance of Odd Job. The other one says a CES sample on it, which I guess was the um, what was it Consumer Electronics Show 
at the time. Before E3. It was a pre-E3. And that's the Power Glove one. Well, hopefully the seller uh, or whoever buys it, Plays somebody it. puts it on, uh, you know, copies the ROMs and, and saves it for for preservation's sake. Or you this could the... at least, like, play it and put it on YouTube or something so people can watch it. Right. You know, Frank Cifaldi of the Video, Video Game History Foundation put out the call basically for donations so that they could pull the money and and uh, and buy it. I mean, even if they don't, I would hope whoever does would be receptive to a ROM dump or something. Right. That should be the case if anybody who's got a game like this, you know, a rare game. Because you still own there. it and, and your name even maybe attached to the ROM dump because you allowed it to happen. Like if you own the right. rights to it. Yeah, just copy it and, you know, you've got the actual copy and, you know, make your money off of that. But before you do, just put it out there. And I think for preservation's sake, especially, like, no matter how good it is or whatever, like, just the fact it, it exists, you know. I think it should be pre-preserved, just like any bad album or movie or whatever, like, <laughs> that's been preserved through time. Never forget. It's all important. We have to mm-hmm. remember so we won't do it again. No, no, wait. No, we will. We'll, we'll repeat everything. I think. Uh, pay for it. Do we want to move on to this? Because John, I also saw this. You, you, you can talk about it if you want. But I, I saw this as well. Yeah. And just was already. You know, a lot of people are really like pitted, or you know, just like devastated by this. Yeah. And I think I don't think it's going to change their devastation, but maybe you can reframe it in a more positive way, possibly. Right. I think so. Well. It was reported a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago now, that the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! Kazuki Takahashi, he died drowning. And now this has just come out. Uh, a new report says that he died trying to rescue people who were stuck in Riptide. Yeah, so he died a massive Riptide. I think a bunch of people died in it. He was one of the people that was actually trying to pull trying to help out of it. Yeah, And gave his life trying to help these people. Yeah. Wow. So good on him. I mean, good on him. I mean, just re- reminding everyone that uh, these are people. These are just people. The guy who created Yu-Gi-Oh was a human who wanted to save some other human's life. You know, just like you, you're a human who's listening. It's not that different. Even you could die in a riptide. I don't know. I I, I know this is weird. I, maybe I'm phrasing it badly, but it just like whenever like a celebrity dies or. It, we're confronted with mortality, even like Angela Lansbury this week, rest in peace. Like, yeah. yeah. Like you just remember, like they have the same end that everyone else does. Like we all right. just die yeah. and we can, we can die this way or that way. I, I like the way Kazuki Takashi died. He went, like he went the best way. There's no better way. Maybe it was a little early for anyone who enjoys that franchise and what he might have brought to the future of it, but still, like as a human, like you can't ask you can't ask for much more for that to be how you go. Right. Yeah, go out uh go out trying to help people out. So on a sort of a downer, but also not a I mean <laughs> I think it's kind of an upper. It's not a downer. Yeah, I mean he was actually he was trying to fight for his fellow fellow human being and all that. So right. Good for him. He's a hero. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. But that's our episode. <laughs> um, you know, don't uh, think, think of it in a positive way that somebody in the video games went out to try. I want to say uh, and... just a shout out to Hutch, who I saw's cardiac surgery went well. Um, oh, yeah. yeah a couple hours him. ago, I saw that on Twitter. I don't know much else, but 
just really happy to hear that. So wanted to shout out to our brother Hutch, friend of the show and a loyal fan. You know, we're glad you're doing okay. And just please take it easy. Don't play games that make you too stressed out. Mm-hmm. And just recover well. And you're grandpa now, so you just take it easy. We're yeah, we're we're glad you're doing all right. All right. That's been our that's been our episode whatever it is. Um that's been episode forty two. That's been episode three hundred and forty two. Thanks everybody for listening. If you want to hear extra stuff, go to patreon.com slash podcast. You can hear bonus shows, you can hear monthly wrap ups with all the intro and outro music. You can watch videos of us recording the episodes way before the edited version comes out. All that stuff. You can get stickers and whatnot sent to you. Check it out if you want to support us and all that. We really appreciate it. Also, you can find uh, Jeremy and I on Twitter at jmaxstack and and at Nintendo underscore domain. You can find us on youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcasts, twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcasts. Just look up Nintendo Main Podcast. You'll figure it out find out where we are in the world so yeah so we're we've been your hosts i'm trey johnson jerry mikowski john Litter. and uh thanks everybody for listening we'll see you next week see ya sorry jeremy fell off a cliff <laughs> he did he's in the gutter now Just fart on you? Yes. <laughs> he farted and then he left. <laughs> like carpet bombed me, dude. Wow. Oh, yeah, we, I don't think, uh, you know, my cats really don't fart on me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's his review of the Super Mario Brothers movie trailer. It stinks. <laughs> Bring back some critic stuff there. <laughs>